This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. everybody and welcome to episode 461 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparas coming to you from the Mikey Cox Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who is joining me now? Oh, me, Chris. Shit, you called me. Yes, How did you, you catch me off guard? Jesus Christ. How? We do How? this every week. We do this every week. <laughs> Wow. Uh, in television, Amico Founders Club member Stop Matthew it. Allen. And special guest, uh, Tarnished Tony Wilson. Ooh. I, nice. I understand that. I reference. went for alliteration. I Earlier this week, I had a really good one, and I do not remember what it was. So I'm just going to go with the alliteration. <laughs> and where can people find you? You can find me on the YouTubes, where I do a video essay channel called Framework, and the easiest way to get there is youtube.com slash channel slash framework video. Now, I, I know I knew this is an auditory medium, but folks, I have to tell you, the last time we recorded with Tony, he had long hair and wasn't rocking the glasses. I feel like we're recording with your business brother, like yeah. Tony, Tony's businessman brother. You got, his, you got Clark Kent. His, his avatar <laughs> yes. before he joined in, it's like the old Tony. Right. That's true. That I is don't co- recognize you. That yeah, is yeah, college Tony. Lane. That is college Tony. Tony on the set of a of a ripoff of The Office in a party hat. It's you're a little yeah. less felt and you have a Harry Potter four haircut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't figure out what I did not figure out what to do with my hair until after college, which might explain how why college went the way it did. <laughs> I have a story I feel like I need to tell because it just okay. happened. And uh, we'll be talking about Elden Ring, I'm guessing, in the show, in addition to other no, things. No, so, no, let's not, talk about Elden Ring I just wanted to get it's it off. Not, the t- it's not I, the inspiration for the top five, even. I don't know. What you're uh, <laughs> the top five was what? Just say that real fast, the listeners Top, know. top five is going to be Japanese open world games. Uh, because we noticed some things about Elden Ring, and while I don't like to make generalizations about one country's design philosophy versus another, I do feel like there's a certain kind that is more prevalent from Japanese studios. True. But we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Tell your true, story. True. I, 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 ran, <laughs> I did something last week on the show that I'm sort of embarrassed about that I just wanted to. It's, it's not that big a deal, Tony. But uh, uh, Chrissy Boy ran into adult, some adult hardships and bought Horizon and was really pissed at himself and would rather have bought Elden Ring. And I was like, eh, Namco, Bandai, please send me a copy. I don't, did that stay in? I don't remember that ever happening before. I have Probably never, stayed in. Yeah. never on the show begged for a game, but it was just like, yeah, I have an adult budget now, and I wasted it on Horizon uh, 4B dub, and or so I feel. God, I, wish I mean, to be was. fair to you, that felt like it's a, it's not a bad game, first of all, but also it, it felt like kind of a sure thing before that mm. game came out. Oh, it's, no, just, it's, it's still like it, it got punked again by a different open world still, game, just like good, last but like, time. It's I like, kind of amazing, yeah. I like <laughs> Souls games more, more than I like Horizon. It's just mm. like I got that PS5 and wanted to see, yo, show me the best fucking PS looking PS5 game you got. And they did with a lot of talking. And I, but I didn't get Elden Ring. 
Did you see that the new patch for that game actually makes her talk less? Does <laughs> it's it? part of yeah. it. It's yeah, I heard she mumbles to herself yeah, a it, lot. It's literally a line in the patch notes says Aloy will mention her stash less. <laughs> <laughs> and take less time to talk. Yes. Uh, there's, there's all, like, again, to sum that up, Horizon is such a good looking and seemingly flawless game, you feel inclined to pick at it just because it's so pretty. I, I think it's fair to pick at, like, so going back to our top five, like, the inspiration for this top five is Michael and I were just kind of talking about, yeah. and we were noticing just a completely different desi- design philosophy and yeah. approach to open yeah. world yeah. games. Horizon and Elden Ring within the space of a week showed us two completely different approaches to open world design. Mm-hmm. That Horizon mm-hmm. kind of more does like the, the Ubisoft thing where it's like, welcome to this area. Here's a bunch of mystery spots, points of interest on the map. Maybe you'd like to go visit and find activities there to do. And Elden Ring is just like, go in this direction. Uh, that, that, <laughs> Maybe. The, the guy that you need to fight is in this direction, go that way, and then you'll be like, all right, I guess I'll go that way. And then while you're galloping across the land on your mighty steed, you will see something off to the side and say, what the fuck is that? And you'll have to go investigate because that's yep. too cool not to go up to and check out and climb on or whatever it is you can do with it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, you know, I know you don't want to be derivative, but like, yeah, there is totally a, a there is there is a delineation between Western and and Japanese open world design. There is in the same way that. You know the difference between a JRPG and a Western RPG. You know yeah, and, it. And just yeah. the, the thing I'm struggling with, with, with like, I chose Horizon because this time period, I can pick one new game that I have to pay for. That's where I'm at. Nobody give me any money. Uh, that's not, but because someone in this case did, because I bitched about Patreon.com slash laser time, give us money. I mean, yes, as a, as a group, but a collective. But I bitched about it and somebody sent it to my Venmo. So I should oh, thank, hey. I should thank Tom for like literally tax included Elden Ring. If I didn't have a hybrid, I would have squandered everything I saved on this new copy of Elden Ring because I definitely didn't have enough time to. You didn't listen to last week's show to were the disc install onto mm. the system. Holy fuck! Why does that take ninety minutes as opposed to a download? Stop it! it yeah. Yeah. They thought I was done with physical media. They pulled me back in. Because memory buses suck from disk drives to the hard drive that it's just installing on. It's And, I, yeah. and I've had my PS5 for like a month. Hard drive's full for the fourth time. This is so, like, oh, it's a yeah. disk game. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What is this? What is the point of this? Other than to resell it, which I might. And I'm also, apologies to Horizon 4BW, which will never catch on, and I'm aware of that. I just like saying, I like writing that. I kind of love that. 4B dub? No. 4B yeah. dubs. Makes me want buffalo wings. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> but I have Elden Ring, but I have not touched oh. it yet, and I've been very ah, jealous okay. hearing about everybody's experiences because, I mean, I don't know if this is part of the philosophy difference we're talking about, but there are no surprises in Horizon unless you engage with a official side quest story mission, whereas the Souls games are surprises around every fucking corner. It, it, it feels like everything I... So it's what I said. Like I said in the last week's show, I've never finished a Souls game. They always, I always reach my threshold. Like that's enough. I've <laughs> wasted too much time trying to get good at this. I've had my fun. I'll bow out. But I never forget that it's the experience I've all I wanted when I was playing games on the NES. When I like, mm-hmm. man, can you imagine what games will look like? And there's a Zelda in 2020 where you can just walk wherever you want, and things will just pop out in the open. And here they do. 
And that's why I'm so jelly. All this shit I keep reading about fucking Elden Ring, like, don't hug this person, do hug this person. What the fuck? Well, you can hug her, it just, there's technically a debuff until you use the item she gives you. I know, it just, but shit like that, yep. like, everything's super, like, super clear, except for the goddamn skill tree in Horizon. So annoying. I really hate that. <laughs> Wait, that, that means I've been playing that game debuffed for hours so, because this, I hugged her like the second I got to the the yeah. round table and I've been saving that thing that she the about. Wait, are you serious? What I learned you? Like 5%. While, yeah, it's like a 5% health debuff while it's in your inventory, I learned. Oh. And and well, like, okay, so it's we're like, gonna, so like by the know, way, if you really want to hear us talk about Elden Ring, you got to wait for the second segment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 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 skip to wait an hour. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, but the inspiration—it is the inspiration for our top five, which is that philosophy of discovery. And like Chris mm. was saying, imagine the discovery in a Souls game. Now imagine they did that in an open world, and that's exactly what they did. And then we we realize, like, actually, a lot of Japanese devs have done that. They've taken the same approach. Yeah. yeah, it's just like even in, in Horizon, you can see something awe-inspiring and unexpected and huge, but you really have to have like talked to the guy with a side mission for that to happen. You can't just randomly encounter it. That's like all Souls games are: random encounters for things you may or may not be ready to ex- to take on. And Horizon hides those things from you, those cool moments, what? because yeah. of the things you're ready for them. Well, like the promise of open world games was always, "Hey, you see that mountain? You can go climb it." Yeah. Japanese open world games do that you see that thing you yeah. can go climb it western open world games are like hey you see that mountain we just had the npc tell you about then now it has a marker on the map now you can go climb it made a really big level <laughs> yeah like <laughs> even the uh bethesda games you know fallout and uh elder, elder scrolls they they don't show all the icons on the map right away but as you get closer to them the icon appears on your little navigation thing it eventually becomes an icon on a map like they 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 waypoint you way more than Japanese games which are like well we're developing all these art assets so why don't we make that the waypoint like this yeah. weird looking walking mausoleum for example <laughs> or they <laughs> give you the tools to make the waypoint yourself if you see yes. something you want to pin for later you can do it oh yes and, and part of I, I think I don't know what that philosophy is called because I'm not very smart but we were talking about it somewhere it had to be on mic where just as developers you don't want to develop something that a player isn't likely to see. Yeah, but there's the Japanese open world approach doesn't seem to give a shit about that. You may not engage. There might be voice actors you never encounter and bosses you never encounter. Oh, yeah. especially the Souls games where you can lock off entire quest chains if you don't do things in a very specific order. Yeah, like yeah. if you didn't find an NPC in one location and you accidentally go to the location where they would have been for the next quest chain, you can just straight up not have that yeah, quest on that yeah. playthrough. Like, and it happens it's all more the time. interesting to talk about. Like There's the Onion really, Knight was notorious for that in yeah. the Souls games. There's a really cool philosophy, and I don't remember if I learned of it around Breath of the Wild's release or, or some other game, but basically the thought was wherever you are standing – Whatever, like, interesting landmark you are currently standing on top of around whatever. You should be able to spin the camera and see, like, two or three other interesting things within your, within that, you know, 360 view that you want to go see. And so there should always be, like, you know, a connect the dots kind of layout across the map. And, sure. and uh, you know, I, th- I we'll talk about Elden Ring and it comes up in these other games too, but they do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In the meantime, let's just get to it with top five Japanese open world games right after this. 
If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from, and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Assets are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Japanese um, open worlds. Yes. I really J-O-W, to... not to be confused with other acronyms that could start with J. <laughs> I, I had to fight myself from doing an accent there. God, I've grown. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, good thing you have, because Shadow Oi, Warrior Japanese 3 doesn't open worlds. <laughs> Oi, Gov. That kind oh. of accent? <laughs> yes, there you go. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's time to go down the route of Japanese open world games, Michael. Yes, yes. Japanese. Crikey, yeah, the these open worlds are so Japanese. <laughs> All right, let's begin with... Number five... It's so bad out here once you get used to it. Still a lot we haven't seen, though. And a lot for us to do. <sighs> yeah. Buck up. We're just getting started. Yeah, this is like a 150-hour game, something like that. What is this? Man, that was, no idea, but your voice like matched perfectly. This well, that was a, <laughs> I, I was was a great Gladio. Are you doing my boy, redoing my boy Gladio? Is yeah. that your Gladio yeah, impersonation? Well done, Michael. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You sounded just like Gladio. He's yeah, kind of yeah, very that was sexy. Chris, by the way. He needs the voice acting work. Yeah, <laughs> this is Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, oh, yeah. The open uh, world. so so I I never played this one very much, but Matt, uh, oh. you and Tony were both pretty mm-hmm. pretty keen. Love it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, I, not, I, I, not the I first time it. Final Fantasy has gone quote unquote open world. Might be the first time it started as an open world game. It, it kind mm. of flipped the Final Fantasy formula on its head. Like if you played enough Final Fantasy games, including like seven, uh, you know, seven you start off in Midgar. Uh, and then you eventually it opens up the map and you get the airship and you and you go around the world and, and you, you still have to go to different locations and it's kind of like you know instance of the locations, but this game straight straight out starts you in this huge open world map and then later acts get linear and that really pissed people off because yeah. that open world experience is is pretty enjoyable like it it, it was a very novel take um, it's like Final Fantasy thirteen in reverse instead of. Yeah. 80 hours of tube followed by open world. It's uh, open world yeah. followed by tube. And, and even better, yep. mi- minor spoiler, you you start out in the game, massive open world, and then you kind of go off to this more linear approach, and then you come back to that open world being totally bugaboo and completely fucked with new giant enemies, and it's like, do you pause to fight them? They're all super strong, or do you go run the open world to the last boss to clean up whatever's happening right now? If, that, if I'm remembering correctly. Because like yeah. I think that's what made it interesting. You mean you, after the age skip, where you're like ten years? You mess older around for a really long time, and then you follow like a pretty linear path, and then you come back to that open world, and there's like all these classic giant Final Fantasy enemies everywhere mm. in the darkness. 
Um, there was a day night cycle, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, because you camp you camp out at night. Like this, yeah. that that's one of the the, the joys recipe. of this open world. This is a road trip game, yeah. and it's about road tripping in an open yeah. world in a car. And you get with you get your a, best buds. A lot of road trip dialogue. Hammerhead is like no garage ever. You know, one would expect no less of purveyors to the crown. Ah, <sighs> I'll miss it once this road trip's over with. <sighs> There's no reason you can't pay them a visit anytime you please. I'm sure Cindy will be glad to look after your car. Oh, right. So, that's what this is about. If you need, I could always lend you the regalia. Whoa! Uh, uh, thanks for the offer, but once we're back in the Crown City, I think I'd better score my own wheels. Do they ever get back to the Crown City? Maybe when they rewrote the third act in updates, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, about that. You know, to, to Matt's point, uh, yeah, like what this, the greatest strength of this game is the the road trip vibes. You know, like I personally, it's like a mid to high mid tier Final Fantasy game just for me, and you know, kind of my personal taste. But the thing it nails is that road trip vibe, and in that feeling of like you're driving along and you see, oh, what's this landmark? I would like to stop and check it out. And it could be a dungeon. It could be a side quest. It could be something like that to discover. There's like the, what's the number? There's like these 13 tombs around the, the world that each have like some like ancient weapon in them. Like there's, there's cool stuff to find. And I can recall specifically, um, cause the open world, there's the, there's kind of the time skipping thing, but there's also, you kind of start out in a smaller chunk of the open world before you get into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. I very much, when I play a game like of this ilk, I like to check off all the side boxes before I go to the next story beat as much as I can at the time. And I remember um, I did basically as soon as I opened up that next the real big chunk of the open world, I did literally everything I could do, which was like a dozen hours or whatever it was, spent a long time before moving on with the story. And that made me just like, you know, I'm just like killing bosses in like 10 hits or whatever, you know, like it, it's supremely yeah. overleveled me, but the open world gave me the freedom to do that. I got yeah. to check out all this other cool stuff. And then, then I felt and, like and it was that, time that to monster move hunter on. element of like, uh, we posted this bounty on this thing. Go kill it. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and then you'll, you'll get cool shit. You, and it's totally skippable and avoidable. Most people I knew didn't do it at all, but, uh, you could, there was like a billion things to do in that open world before you like technically started the linear game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe a lot of those are like your, uh, your infinitely repeating quests too, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, you can always yes. go back and always fight another one. If you just want to spend more time in that world. Yep. I just like, you know, camping out with, I think, was it, was it like branded Coleman camping Coleman. gear? Coleman yes. gear, yeah. cup Coleman noodle, in this eating, yeah, eating cup, cup noodle food. Yeah. It's, it's only, I, I grew up camping with my father who I won't talk to now, making fake drama. Uh, and he he always had a stove, and we just called it the Coleman because we were little kids. And it was really bizarre. I had to like bring him over to the house and like, Coleman's a brand? I thought that's what you named your stove we would camp with. Sorry. You know, same anecdote. goes for escalators, believe it or not. That's a brand name. Is it really? It is. Get your, get, get wow. your brain around that one. <laughs> yeah. <like> won't. <laughs> yeah. Write your U2 song for that commercial. What's the generic form of escalator? Moving stairs? Like, what the I guess, hell? I guess. I don't know, um, but it's... I, or maybe <laughs> uh, Sam's Choice Escalator? Escalation? <laughs> like... We call this uh, Steady's Magnificent Steps. Yeah, the up and up. 
<laughs> Did you guys ever play any of the the character episodes for this, like the DLC stuff that came later? Because yes. I I did not. I by the way, I feel like I played a different game than Chris because what he's describing, I'm like that must have been after the patch because I played this game at release when it yeah. was generally regarded as the bad version of that game. Yeah, and me I'm too. Like, yeah, and it, it literally they literally changed like the whole last act and stuff uh, yeah, <laughs> like later yeah, on. And it, I mean that's its own thing, you know. But uh, but. I did play, I played some of the character episodes. I know that I covered them to some degree in a past job. I don't okay. know if I played them much outside of those sort of preview demos, but, um. Cause I wasn't even sure, you know, are those open I, I, world? I are those more linear? Like I, you know, didn't I really. Can't, I can't even fucking remember, man. I need to look up what my I, achievements were in that game just to I prove I feel like it. if you have a PS5, that game is included in the whole plus collection that you get and right. with the episodes. And again, so again I, I, I loved it, but it, it has one of those, Weird, the just the combat in general. If you were to ask me to explain to you how the combat worked, I'm like, I'm not sure the combat wasn't a dream. It, it, no <laughs> game plays like that. I, I can't describe it now. If I you, if you I throw try. a sword at someone, then you warp to that sword, and it's technically action, but there's also turn based fucking king. It's like Kingdom Hearts in some yeah, ways, which very, is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's it works. Just, it's this like. In the way that like the FF7 remake got compared to Kingdom Hearts, it's like mm-hmm. if you can like reverse engineer in your brain what the iteration of that combat looked like before it was Kingdom Hearts, that's what Final Fantasy XV is. It's like yep. this weird, not a step back in like a in a negative way, but it's like a step back in chronological development from from what that combat's like. It's it's really complicated. It's something like once you stop playing that game, it'd be really tough to go yeah, back I, and I can't play. Like, even imagine I, I just remember doing things I'm like, how the fuck did I do any of that? Yep. It makes but, you but feel the, cool though. It looks dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then when um, Noctis was a fighting game character, which he was in... Caliber. That's right. Like, yeah, he incorporated know. some of that stuff, and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I just really love this one. For me, Final Fantasy, it's it's debatable if earlier Final Fantasies were truly open world, but this one for sure is like, no, no, you, yeah. you can go pretty was, much anywhere was, from the start. Open world was a marketing bullet point with this one. It yeah. absolutely yeah. was. Yeah, well, I, and I did like that. Delayed it a decade for some there, reason. There were certain times where you would like have to visit a military base, and it got really linear. But mm-hmm. that was just kind of like you were driving in the open world, and then kind of like the camera would shift, and it's like, ah, oh, we're pulling up on this base. Like, we should go check out what's going on in there. And all of a sudden becomes a mission. Like, it, it was yeah. it was a little bit of that philosophy. Like, that, yeah, though. we're just driving around to discover stuff. Yeah. I kind of love that, though. When you have the giant sandbox, but then sort of your self-contained experiences within it, and we'll touch on that again when we get to Elden Ring, but... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. having a smaller thing to kind of wrap my head around before I go back to the big giant world. It it is a weird approach yeah, though because it, so much of the time the the world feels like it's on rails almost because you are driving and when you're driving it sticks to the road like you can't go off road. But then it's all your car yeah. can fly. That's true <laughs> eventually, but you do have to remember that like uh, you can stop the car at any time and just wander around on foot. Like you don't have to stick to the road. There's nothing which I would do a lot because yeah. if you see something, you're like, I'm just gonna pull over, and then, and then yeah, you start wandering around on foot, and that's where you fight shit and all yeah. that. There's also <laughs> chocobos. You could take a chocobo yeah, that's around. True. That that's true. You get you do get chocobos later. They were in that demo that I had to buy Final Fantasy Type Zero or whatever it was to, to get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you played all of that, right? Just completed it, hundred hours plus. Yes, uh, that, that I, I almost never. T- I've I've tried it like twice, and it's like, oh. yeah, this is not my jam at all. No. Um, well, if you still had it sealed, I know a guy. Oh. Moving on, <laughs> number four. <laughs>
you got that music, you got the stabbing, you got the blood spray. What could this Rolling be? Rolling coal and leak and ink, yes. as I like to call Ooh. it in, in Shadow of the Colossus. Good wordplay. I, I love this game yeah. so much. You know, this will this will come up, I'm sure, with other games, but just the sheer beauty of walking mm-hmm. around in this world, you know, especially yeah. that that PS5 re, uh, total like ground up remake, like just drop dead gorgeous. Shit, I yeah, forgot well, that existed. I, I want to say, you know, it's great. It's great. You should. Oh, the PS, but it was a PS4. Or PS, oh, PS4. I'm, I'm sorry, oh, okay. PS4. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a remake on PS3 too that was also pretty good that had 3D, and that's actually yes. what made me buy a 3D TV. It's like looking at that arch <laughs> at the beginning is so amazing, <laughs> and and nothing else looks this good. I still watch Avatar every Friday. <laughs> Got to get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> look, I look. We talked. We did a latest time about lost media. There's no other way to watch Jackass three in 3D the way it was intended without. Michael's television. The way so God intended. My television specifically, there are no others. Uh, so <laughs> I, one thing I want to say is because, you know, Shadow of the Colossus is not generally what people think of as an open world game because it's open world. Is, it's open, but it's very empty. And mm-hmm. but at the yeah. same time, uh, like that world is incredibly meaningful. And with this list, I you know, there are others that are maybe better games that we're leaving out. But uh, I wanted to focus on ones where, like, the world was front and center. The world is something memorable that that starts to feel very familiar and like home. It's not just a place where activities live, but yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it's a place you enjoy revisiting. And Shadow of the Colossus's world, I very much enjoy revisiting. And it's not, I mean, you know, it's not entirely empty. There are, like, an absurd number of those lizards to catch. That's true. Like, what's the, the count? It's, like, several hundred of them, isn't it? Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's yeah, birds and stuff, too. But Yeah. That but used to be the, the Japanese open world philosophy, by the way. Uh, lizards? Big world, nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, there's, I, uh, there's stuff to do, but. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, this there are some games where I enjoy this and some games where I don't, but in Shadow of the Colossus, I enjoy the, like, the journey to the next point, you know? Because mm. you've got these, I don't remember, what, how many Colossi, 13? Uh, 14, 15? For, for, for me, it was four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you've got these, however many it is, and... Um, 16. Okay, thank you. And, you know, the... You go from point to point, you kind of enter each one's domain, and, you know, there's there's a level of environmental storytelling there with, like, okay, this is where this one lives, it is built for this habitat, uh, like, and that is an interesting thing to just observe, mm-hmm. you know, like, and think about, okay, how does this thing occupy its time here, right, like, did it actually just sit here waiting for me, you know, not, yeah. you know, not getting, like, too deep into the story, but, like, that's a really cool thing to think about. And I love that point-to-point journey. And I guess maybe this is a difference. I love that it's it is as long as it needs to be. It is not overly long just for the sake of making you go, look at this. Like, it's not the biggest world in this list by any means. But it is very beautifully drawn. I mean, one. I wouldn't have turned up my nose at a few more Colossi. It's it's kind of a short game, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, there was, wasn't there the rumor that the remake, that they'd hidden another one in there? Cause yeah, there was, there was like, a rumor of a hidden one that no one's found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, or like, uh, they did add some, like, super special secret. I don't remember what it was when they remade it, but it wasn't a whole nother boss fight. I, I think, I think it was like you could get an alternate skin for the sword or something like that that wasn't Maybe. in the original. And, and Maybe. The, like, there were, there were coins that are now in the game right. that you can right. track down. Something right. like that. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but that, that sword is very important because, uh, remember what I said about Elden Ring? How it's just like, yeah, you, your thing is in this direction. Like, this game is the master of that technique. That sort of eerie sound that played in the middle of that clip was you lift your, your sword up to the sun and a ray of light will catch it. And as you turn, it will start to focus. And wherever it focuses, that's where it's telling you to go next. It's like so, the Indiana Jones uh, yeah. map scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's just, you know, that that's the only way that, you know, okay, now I need to go in this direction and I'll climb these cliffs and I'll find this guy and I'll fight him. And interestingly, like you can you can go pretty much anywhere, but like the Colossus you have to fight will probably not be there if it's right. not time yeah. for it to spawn. And, and it's not it doesn't pinpoint like go exactly here. It really mm-hmm. is just kind of like, yeah, general direction. And if you do follow it, you'll see what you're you'll trying get to funneled after. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it gets you to the funneling point. It will mm-hmm. be hard to miss the thing yes. that you're after. Yeah. You will definitely <laughs> see it. it. It is the size of a building uh, yes. sometimes. <laughs> a gigantic skyscraper on legs is stomping around. Yeah. Unless it's one of those two little warthog ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, like, you know, having learned more about the realities of game design and programming since I played this for the first time, like, there are certain things I can appreciate much better now. Like, I remember mm. talking to, I think it was one of the... The programmers or designers on Assassin's Creed 3 who talked about, like, the difficulty of adding a ship to that game. It's like, so we have all these characters that normally move around in an open world, and now we've got a big moving platform that has to move around with them through the water, uh, and it has to, to move realistically. And, and, you know, it's it was a challenge to try and figure out how are we going to solve this problem of keeping these character all these characters on this ship without them flying off into the distance. And... So there are bits in Shadow of the Colossus. I, I want to see that debug footage so badly. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are bits in Shadow of the Colossus where, like, this, the, the flying, the first flying Colossus you meet is like this gigantic pterodactyl that you, you fight it by it, getting it to swoop down straight at you and then you climb around on its wings. And it's like, this is basically a piece of level architecture moving at high speed mm-hmm. above a closed arena in ways that completely throw off your sense of distance. It's like you're never sure how far it is between you and the ground and the water. Uh, and, and like you can get thrown off at any time and find out. And sometimes it's a long way to go. Sometimes it's not, but, uh, it's, it's just an impressive feat to, to pull off this, this magic trick convincingly. Yeah. To think that that was pulled off on the PS2. Yes. Is, is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm blo- like, obviously, visually, it's going to be more impressive on the PS4 when I played it, but mm-hmm. still just to, to and, and that was the first time I played it for the record. I did not play the original. Um, mm-hmm. and it was cool because I felt like I had joined some amazing club of like, oh, no, this game is, is a masterpiece. I can even if I like kind of erase the HD coat of paint from my eyes. Right. And I imagine what it looked like on the PS2 just conceptually it, being able to pull this stuff off. Like you were saying, Michael, is like it's mind blowing. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and when you say PS2, like, when this game came out, the PS2 was sort of nearing the end of its lifespan. And, mm-hmm. like, I remember this and the first God of War were games mm-hmm. where it's like you can almost hear the console groaning under the weight of this. Like, it yeah. is 
it is almost not up to the task. And it's one of those games you think, why didn't you just wait until the PS3 came out? <laughs> and they could have yeah. handled this with, with no because effort. Like the fact can. that they were able to do Maybe it. Maybe have a single launch game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what, you didn't like, uh, uh, I don't even remember. I can't even make a what, joke because I can't Genji remember any of them. of the Blade. There yeah. it is, the crab stabbing. Not game. being able to remember a launch game is probably a bigger indictment. I was going to go. Me. I was. I was going to go Heavenly Sword, but I'm like, was that launch or was no, that was no, MGS four launch? Maybe no, Heavenly no, Sword no, was three. Wasn't it's not it? even close. That's what just about? when we bought ours. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true. What about um the freaking uh, what's the shooter? Kill zone, right? Wasn't that one of them? Could, nope. could have been a kill zone no. in there. Not even Maybe. close. Nope. <laughs> close. It launched with not, it launches with a Blu-ray player. <laughs> Dope. And it, it, had a, it uh, had a couple of things. There's Genji Days of the Blade, and then a couple other things that uh, and, and, and like a Gundam right game. I want to say <laughs> Gundam uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam game. Yes. Yes. Was Genji Day of the Blade giant enemy crab, or is that a different yes, game? Yes, that was okay. giant enemy crab. Yeah. And not many people know that was actually the sequel, the rushed sequel to a pretty good PS2 game called Genji Dawn of the Samurai. Mm. Medium crabs in that one. Yes, just medium yeah. crabs. All right, I knew it. They're Ridge Racer 7. There had to have been a Ridge Racer. I'm looking at PS3 <laughs> Ridge launch Ridge Racer. I was going to say, yeah. I need you to pronounce it correctly, man. Ridge Racer. Thank you. Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Vegas was apparently launched. Well, Tom Clancy's Ridge Racer. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't Killzone. Resistance Fall of Man. See, uh, I knew there was okay. a shooter. There it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and uh, to, to go back to your point too, Michael, about like the walking architecture, you know, like I brought up like the like you've got an open world and then pockets of smaller things. That's what all the colossi are. Like the colossi, I think for folks that that maybe aren't like familiar with the game or haven't played it themselves, these are not like these are not boss fights in like the Twitch whatever sense. Like these are enormous puzzles. They're moving puzzles. Line yeah. across, yeah. Yeah. and it's and it, it makes it feel. Yeah, more like you've discovered a cool waypoint and you must scale like it's as if you have to scale the Statue of Liberty as it was trying to swat you off, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like But I think I think the reason it fits this theme too is there's no hints on how to solve those puzzles. Like as a player, yeah. you you all you do is you see this giant colossus walking around and you have to figure out, okay, well how am I gonna get on that thing? Well, Where are the weak points on that yeah. thing? There, there oh, are the some hints. I think I think if you focus the sunlight you can yeah, you can. Weak, uh, weak you get oh, that's a, you, yeah. you can see the the glowing weak yeah. points. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. and there's stuff like oh, this fur is probably grabbable. There's the thick fur, but mm. but then but there's they, the they one don't tell like, you that you you inferred that. That's right. the difference with this design we're talking about. Is like you, right. yeah. It, it makes you feel smart because you figure out it's not a hard puzzle, but you figured out a puzzle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, like some that. are. I don't know. Some are pretty tricky. Like like I, I mentioned the two like warthog ones because uh, it's. There's, it, it's like the same boss, but you kind of fight it in two different places. And that one, I remember being very tricky to figure out. Is that the one that um, burrows in the ground that you have to get to slam against a rock to? There's, yeah, there's the one where you fight kind of among the columns, and you have to get it to knock enough columns down until like yeah. one falls on it. And then, but then it has like its twin, and you have to like lead it off a cliff, I think, or you have to like tremors. You have to get it to like hit and flip <laughs> over, and then jump onto its belly. It's 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 tricky, and it's. Um, it's interesting too that sort of emerging gameplay where you get the idea of what you have to do, but then figuring out actually what how to pull it off is the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like with climbing the fur, you go, I see the point up there. How do I get it? I guess let me just see if I can do. Oh, I can grab onto this. Okay, mm-hmm. where can mm-hmm. I go from here? And the closest thing you have to a tutorial in this game is uh, is this weirdo talking to you. I will 
That's that's where Dorman, the ancient demon god, whatever it is that's been sealed away, is telling you about the Colossi and how you need to go kill them. Oh, I thought that My was favorite. Snacks and I thought that was Snacks and Jackson. Hmm. That's the voice it, it, we always do. For well, Snacks. I, that was trans, it oh, does I was transcribing gonna, a drink your oval team. Yeah, I, I, I love. <laughs> that I was going to go of, with uh, with the stairway to heaven <laughs> on that one. We we all had our own joke. Yeah. I, I love the, oh. the sort of reverse echo on that. The reverb. It, it's kind of like. Yeah. It, it gives me a weird impression of like a voice coming through across space and time, like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they also put there's both male and female yeah. voices in mm-hmm. there. They mix it up. Yeah, yeah. So, or it's, we it's, are dormant. It's weirdly, it's like it's coming from out of your brain and then back into it. Mm. It's super. Oh, wow, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Dorman's it's fucking su- creepy. <laughs> it's creepy and yeah. a great like you know w- the w- we won't I guess you know mild spoilers throughout this list, but we won't give away like the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> with the game. Well, the Don't game worry, doesn't give you a choice. A there's, times. There's, there's no agency. The game, you do you have to do what Dorman tells you. But yes, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's still a you know still significant twist. Mm-hmm. I am a broken record about this game because I just feel like if any of this was easy to do, somebody else would have tried it. Yeah. And I think up until mm-hmm. recently, nobody had nobody had mimicked what's going about, on here. About the closest game to this is uh, Pray for the Gods, which came out mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago was finished on Steam Greenlight, whatever. And uh, on PC, I thought it was pretty good. Although it kind of takes more of like a Breath of the Wild style approach where there's there's like a survival element and you have to fight wolves and other monsters in between the Colossi. And there's only like seven or eight of them, something like that. I don't know. But uh, but it's fun. Uh, anyway, it's, it's a world that is hard to describe uh, without using the word melancholy. And this game is neck and neck on that score. Number three. You know, the world was different when I was a kid. America is a country. Anybody could go anywhere they damn well pleased. No need for couriers like yourself. We had highways, airplanes. Hell, you could even visit other countries. Hard to imagine it now. Yeah, after COVID. Yeah, you can have highways. All you have to do is you and a bunch of buddies on an online network have to donate a bunch of resources in this mm-hmm. game, and then you build the highway. Yeah. In Death Stranding, the mailman game. Yep, the mailman I don't know, Matt. That sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, Maybe that, this that's, game is a... Socialism is the real strand game. Yeah, don't 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 bring a pros around a libertarian. <laughs> God, will they crumble. That That is part of what makes this world special. So Death Stranding takes place in a future version of the U.S. that's been completely, not only just completely devastated, but mostly returned to nature. Like, everything looks mm. like a goddamn national park with, like, a few little settlements and, and lone uh, bunkers in between. And your job is to traverse this area and uh, deliver things. And the the catch is that everything is uh, constantly blanketed in timefall, which is this rain that ages things. And that means it ages your equipment. So your boots are constantly wearing out and you are constantly overloaded. Uh, balancing your load is like a Tetris game where you have to stack a bunch of stuff on top of your back and it becomes ridiculous and you might lose your balance and send everything tumbling and then it gets damaged. Somebody compared this game to, to Quop, the uh, the weird running game, because it, it never feels quite right. It's always a challenge to move around. But as you kind of master trying to move around in this world, you begin to appreciate it a bit more. And eventually, like, you will unlock trucks and it becomes a completely different kind of game. 
But uh, I will say there are few feelings quite as rewarding as there There was this one time I was making this delivery. I think I was, you know, bringing this, this girl to her boyfriend. And so, of course, she has to, you know, ride on my back in like a, a human-shaped papoose the, hummy, the whole time. The, the, the mummy one, right? Yeah, She's like yeah. wrapped in toilet paper, basically. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in like a sleeping bag, oh. kind so of. So I ordered my uh, mail-order bride, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's your friend zone meme mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, so delivered her, and I remember like it was across this like gravelly wasteland, just like walking for miles. Like all, all of my boots wore out. I started having to use these sandal weeds that are just like... Here, yeah. it, it just magically has a, a growth in the shape of a sandal that you can you, wear. You mean the things reuse wearing in the Street Fighter Six announcement? Trailer. Probably, probably. <laughs> and, and yeah, just completely worn out, exhausted. Like I could feel the exhaustion of, of Sam. And so I'm like, all right, I'm, I've, I've dropped off this woman. I'm just going to take a break now. Sam can sit down. He can rest, just restore all my stuff. And because I had turned on the terminal there, uh, then I, you know, I got up and I turned around and I looked at the world and it was completely transformed from what I had just seen. So where there was just trackless waste before, now there was roadways. Now there were discarded motorcycles I could pick up and use. There were trucks. There's road signs. There's all these signs of life that weren't there before. And I just felt like this, this surge of thankfulness. Like, oh, all of you assholes who came here before me left yeah. me all this great stuff. I, I now understand the importance of being part of a society. Well, that, oh. that is the trick of this game is it's, it's the only open world game I can think of where you build the open world. Like users, like it's an, you know, when you connect online, what you experience in your open world has been built by some other online player before you and stuff that you're building in, in your world. Like if, let's say you, you set up a ladder on a cliff face or whatever, mm-hmm. they might see that your ladder in their world and then they'll, they'll get to thank you for, for putting that ladder in such a convenient spot. Like it's the weirdest. It, and it, it it fits our model because it doesn't tell you much. It's just yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. go make this delivery, maybe well, well, in a general it, direction. In yeah. some ways, it tells you too much because I remember it like it crammed this explanation down my throat. And only when rewatching footage of the game did I realize that it was just describing how the thing we're talking about works. Once you connect yes. it to the terminal, you'll be able to initiate zero time massive data transmission with the UCA network. And just like that. You'll reconnect us not only to each other, but to our past. All the lost and fragmented junk data will be compiled and restored. Like bringing a dinosaur back to life from a fossil. Yeah, so basically all the other shit that people built and left around will suddenly appear... Because this is the ultimate answer to the the ridiculous phrase, you wouldn't download a car. The, yes, fuck you. I, I can and I will. I will download all the cars. Like a lot of Kojima games, this game has a lot to say. And, and in, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of social commentary here. Just told in the worst way imaginable. <laughs> like it's, it is so obtuse. And like in some in some ways, this is like the antithesis of our list because this game and then we're talking about like hey a lot of these open world games they don't have ui and stuff they put a ton of ui on that map you know but then like what you slowly realize is like none of it's necessary it's almost like a commentary on how ridiculous ui in western open world games is like that map looks so convoluted 
but really all you have to care about is like where's the little bunker that I'm trying to make my delivery to and then where can none I of find that Conan shit O'Brien <laughs> right yeah where, where's Conan O'Brien where's Jeff Keeley live in this world because I got to make a delivery for Keeley uh, it's it's the damnedest thing it's the strangest thing but like it works and and it fits this this premise though of like yeah we're just dropping in an open world there's so much stuff that you just you kind of scratch your head like well what do they want me to do but like as you figure it out, like you're kind of building the game you want it to be along the way, you know, like you, hmm. you can unlock these, um, what do you call those? The, the wire thing, right? Where you, you kind of, you go down the zip, zip, zip lines, lines yeah. and stuff by the end of the game and, and all, all kinds of shit. Or like Michael said, once you unlock trucks, the game becomes a totally different type of game when, when you have those well, trucks, right? What does the game look like now in its current state? Is, is it wipe? things fresh or you only I've, I've always wondered that because I always I've played it both times you know when it originally came out and then when the remake the PS5 upgrade came out mm-hmm. which obviously a lot of people were playing at the time I would imagine it just caches a state on the server for when it's not that populated and there's probably yeah. a ton of stuff there you know because it, can, it, it can't I, be empty it would be my, a terrible experience yeah, and I didn't have the PS5 then. I'm just kicking myself for like not jumping in if this game releases again I'm going to jump it on the ground floor and watch it grow I got there way late. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to well, check that I, I out. Think, you know, it, it might also scale the amount of stuff that pops in depending on where you I, are. I have in the to game. imagine it does. It's just like when I remember you guys talking about like, oh, and then I saw a ladder over there. Like I saw ladders immediately, like from the hmm. second I started the game. Interesting. Well, not well, not a ton of ladders, but like a lot of notes and a lot of ladders. Well, like Michael says, you you do have to find the terminal and use your little like USB key ring thingy mm-hmm. to scan it, and then it activates. It basically is activating the Wi-Fi for that area. Yeah. And then all the stuff starts appearing on the map for you. It's it's wild, man. I I don't know. It's it, this game still. I played it. Tons of hours. Still can't really describe what it is as a video game. Like, and I don't. I feel bad for the marketing team having to describe this game to people before it came out. But like, do you feel less bad for Konami having like possibly taken the pitch for whatever this is and like get the fuck out of here? What are you talking about? I <laughs> never. I never feel bad for Konami. I'll just I know, say that. It's hard to feel bad for Konami. <laughs> um, yeah, I was as long as we're talking about Konami. I also did consider a different Kojima joint for this Metal Gear Solid Five, which mm-hmm. is. You know, a fantastic open world game, but if I'm I'm really thinking about the quality of the world, I feel like the world in that one is like that's the cracker on which the cheese of the missions is spread. Like it's it's nice to to have it there, but it's not as fun to explore as some of the other ones. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of discovery in five. Like you you know, Michael and I were talking about it offline. It's like, yeah, I mean the missions occur there. You kinda know the general direction you're supposed to head for the missions, but there's not like, sometimes you will stumble upon, like, checkpoints with enemies, but that's about all you're going to discover yeah, like in I, that open world. I discovered map. an outpost. I discovered a bear that I can tranquilize and airlift to my base. Yes. Yeah. It's really just it's wildlife and outposts. Now. <laughs> yeah, there's, that, there's just, not a ton of other discovery. I just feel a craving for crackers and cheese now, so, you know. Mm. For the, God, thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for that simile, you know. And I've I, done me. my <laughs> Michael was describing the exhaustion. I just want to take a shit and have an ad for Norman Reedus' motorcycle show up here right in front of me. I want to uh... take a shit so I have shit grenades to throw (laughs) at BTs when they show up to menace me and uh, and be all creepy. Keep low. Move cautiously.
There are those moments where basically ghosts show up everywhere in the rain, and now your little yeah. spinny thing on your back is going insane, and uh, you have it, to sneak around. It's a very breath. hostile open world it, with the beat the the BTS right? That's yeah, beached things. Yeah, the little hidden enemies, invisible enemies, until then you get little close bonus to them. Time. And then Sorry. when there's uh, <laughs> yes. then they have that basically the the rain that ages things is also like we'll just randomly yeah. start in this open world and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this open world's trying to kill you most of the time. Like, mm-hmm. you're either going to fall down a mountain, or you're going to aid, you know, all your shit that you've been transporting will crumble because it's been in the age rain, or, yeah, BT's going to get you. And put its yeah. little handprints on you. I was just going to say, I got news for you. You don't need a video game to create explosive excrement. That is, That's true. Nothing is stopping you from doing that in reality, but sir. I won't have to <laughs> smell it in the game. <laughs> all right. But you Michael doesn't like Taco Bell, Tony. He's already told <laughs> yeah. me that. You know... I had Chipotle and then Drunken Noodle in the same day. And I am not somebody who has, like, the other inexperience with spicy food. But that particular Sunday... Well, that was a watershed moment for old Tony's battle. Watershed. Oh, take, oh, all right. Water. You take one of the, one of those Randy Marsh spinning shits off the toilet. <laughs> oh. I mean, Chipotle has had like several E. coli outbreaks at this point, so... Never had yeah. that. I've Hendo never had that it. issue, thankfully, which yeah, is great because I love it. Yeah. I, I'm just shocked that this is neither here nor there. The game changer, it's not unlike how trucks in Death Stranding were a game changer. When you figure out you can get Chipotle food in a bowl and mm. they don't have to poorly attempt to wrap it in burrito. Like, this should be against the rules. You suck at this. I you can't... I have to do burrito because that's the comic relief of going to a Chipotle is trying to see a man shove that amount of food into a giant no, but, tortilla. But you get so much more food in the bowl. Yeah, the, the, and the bowl is, like, edible and just, like, it's unbelievable. Who would order a burrito from there knowing you can put it all in a bowl? I, I don't I go there because be... it's white people Mexican food and it's awful and it's, it's gross. It's still delicious. Some of us are in Florida <laughs> we don't have I do. Option. I still find it quite delicious. Mm-hmm. I also, but I also enjoy my local, like, actual authentic Mex- yeah. Mexican yeah. places, which are, I'll, I'll go to the taqueria down the street nine times yeah. out of ten, but. boy. Well, I'm glad we could take this detour and give yes. you your bonus audio very, for the week. <laughs> very important uh, to talk about this during Death Strand. <laughs> so let's move on to number two. If only Death Stranding had Takaria DLC, yes. that would have made it a perfect 10 game. Yes. Sam, I need you to deliver these quesadillas. <laughs> well, you won't Conan find any, is hungry. You won't find any decent Mexican food in this world, I'm pretty sure. Comrocho. No better place for a night out. A neon city. But the brighter the lights, the darker the shadows. The whole town's run by the toughest Yakuza family out there, the Tojo clan. And the deeper you dig, the more interesting things get. More dangerous, too. All right, what is this? You, you won't find Mexican food, but you'll find lots of delicious takoyaki, fried octopus balls. Yes. I was about to in, say, I, now I know what I'm getting for dinner, and it's going to be curry. <laughs> in the Yakuza slash Judgment yeah. slash spiritual successor to Shenmue. Yeah, even. And, and I, I believe I uh, Yakamentmu is our uh, is the preferred. Uh, sure, Yakamentmu. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I know, I know people probably heard that and they're screaming like, like a Doctor Seuss character. You're going to put Judgment in here and not talk about Yakuza? Like, no. To me, these are all one series. They're the same series. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same series, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just wad them all into one takoyaki ball uh, of an entry. <laughs> Delicious. The, the the entry represents the whole series um, because 
Yakuza is, has branched out into a lot of different places. It tends to always come to back to Kamurocho at some point, and it would be easy to get annoyed at this game that continually recycles the same open world over and over again. But the reality is, it's like it gets more impressive every time. Like mm-hmm. it, it changes, it evolves. It is kind it, as close as video games have come to you know a living street or, or neighborhood. Um, and once you get used to it, once you've played enough of these games, you can find your way through it without a map. Like somebody yeah. says, like, "Oh, this guy was last seen in the Champion District." I know exactly where I that exactly is. Exactly Never mind. Place, yeah. I'm leaving right now. Uh, you go into the Don Quixote, which is like gone from a, a little storefront, basically with with like a, a few token displays to like a full store you can walk around in and browse the individually wrapped items on shelves. Although it became a police station, I think that's in, true. Like in, a dragon, at one in point. seven. But I still do appreciate, you know, even in going to to Yokohama. What what's the neighborhood called again? I oh, it, this guy will explain it. Where the hell are we? This is Ijin Show. Ijin Show. Ijin Show. Isazaki Ijin Show. Yokohama. Don't you know Yokohama? Yeah. <laughs> you want you wind up in shot and in Yokohama in Yakuza like a dragon. No, and then, shut up or I'll attack, attack you with my pigeons. <laughs> and then they recycle that same area in Lost Judgment, which is great yeah. because it's like, oh, we did the RPG version, now let's do the brawler version. Yes. Uh, what I So Michael's right, like what's great about Kamurocho and and all the all the little districts cuz they they have repeats across all the games is it's less about the discovery of the stuff in the map, like mm-hmm. the storefronts, they, they will change slightly from game to game. And some games are like, oh, you can go underground now. Sometimes you go in the stores, which you couldn't before. It's more about the discovery is what's happening on that map. It's the people in the mm-hmm. city, right? It's, it, it's so it's like, oh, okay, well, I walked down that street and nothing happened before. Oh, now there's someone here who's giving a, basically a side quest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now there's a, there's a panty thief that I have to chase down and, and, you know, catch him in the act or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a real side yeah. quest in Yakuza game. Like, oh, there's a flasher. Pretty tame, relatively speaking. <laughs> there's a crime ring of three different flashers in this game that I have to take down. Like it's that, it's, it's the stuff that happens yeah. in the open world that there's makes There's a man games. with incredible confidence and just standing around in his, uh, tidy whiteies dancing. Oh, uh, the guy with the porn addiction. Yes, yeah. That's, yes, that's yeah. right. And, and like, was it you, you find like, this yak, this entire yakuza family that just like hangs out together at this like diaper fetish place in the the baby diaper. Yeah, pretending yeah, to be yeah. babies. There's there's I the love, dominatrix in zero who you teach to be more confident so that she can dom her customers effectively. Yes, yes. And I love the way that like when you encounter these things, they're often introduced with a stinger that is literally the things you just said. Like it, it's not out of character for you to approach a guy and literally on screen. It would literally just say "man with a lot of confidence" in bold font <laughs> yeah. for, for this man standing in his tidy white. He's like, I, I love the way things are labeled in these games. It's just what? so, it's not a joke. It's just, it is so, it is done with such a, like, it's the reason Leslie Nielsen was great in like the comedies yes. he was in, right? Yes. Because it's like this is hilarious, and you are taking it with as much gravity as the crime drama and the violence of the rest of the plot. It's one of the reasons, though, I think Cosmic Kiryu is, might be my favorite leading man of all time in video games. Like, like those, uh, Naked Gun movies, he's just, he's open to anything. Like, he, you know, all this ridiculous shit happens in front of him and he's just like, 
okay. Yes, I'll, I'll help you. With <laughs> I'm very open-minded. <laughs> yeah. but we haven't, like, and music hasn't really come up much in this conversation, but that is, uh, I guess, I guess it's less often a big part of open worlds because it tends to be more like an emergent soundtrack or what have you. Sure. But, you know, for this game, when you're walking around the city and in that clip you played, Michael, like, yeah, man, that music just makes me want to walk around and see yeah. what's what's in town. Oh, the, you know? the, the later ones, like Lost Judgment and Yakuza Like a Dragon, I have wasted way too much time just going into first-person mode and walking around slowly being a tourist. Like, oh, oh yeah. my God, oh, look at that. Look at those signs. Look at the look at the, the reflections on the rain-slicked uh, asphalt. Look at this store that I can walk into. And again, look at all the stuff on the shelves. It's like an actual Japanese 7-Eleven. That, to me, has been the best part of, like, the um, Kiwami games when you mm -hmm. you could go first person. And, like, it's not just the stuff you're seeing from the first person. Like, oh, there's that giant crab or restaurant that's actually in Japan that they've modeled here. It's the sounds like, oh, I can hear the, the machines in the pachinko parlor as I pass by. Oh, I can hear people in this nightclub. Like, they're really good about about making it feel lived playable. in. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's 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 a very lived-in open world, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah, there are people here going about their daily lives. And you know? one thing yeah. I've come to really love about these games is that they they show you a side of Japanese society that I'm, I'm not sure a lot of Japanese even acknowledge. And it humanizes it. Like, it humanizes not just Yakuza, but also, like, sex workers. I've learned so much about the plight of immigrants in Japan from playing these games. That like, sure. yeah. slot car racers. Like you know, there there are <laughs> Chinese, the children of Chinese immigrants who were born in Japan who have oh. no citizenship in Japan or yeah. in China. They basically don't exist. Yep. Yeah. Be because of the way that the system is set up over there. Yeah, and and so like some yakuza games they do waypoint you like you open the map and there's like oh the, i go here for a quest but some of the early games they never do that you literally just have to wander around the open world to kind of discover the quests right so this is kind of a cheat entry in that like yeah they 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 hold your hand sometimes but those quest locations will change as you get further in the story so like something that didn't have a waypoint before like oh now that i've made this thing happen where i've I went to the, you know, the Tojo clan headquarters and now I'm back in Kamurocho. Oh, there's 20 new side quests now that appear on the map, right? So it, it still is that sense of discovery as you go through the world. So it, yeah. it still counts. You, we, we mentioned like sort of the, how the sparseness of Shadow of the Colossus is its strength. Yeah. There is a density to these games in this mm -hmm. entry that's just yeah. like unparalleled, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, and, and part of the discovery, too, is figuring out all the cool side shit you can do. Like, every Yakuza game is a little bit different, like, with what's in those Sega arcades, you know? It's like, mm. oh, okay, they have this classic arcade game this time around, or whatever, you know? So, yeah, these, these apply, and, and we put, you know, this Shenmue, I think, was kind of the original of these, and the Yakuza mm. games just took that formula and ran with yeah, it, but Shenmue absolutely. was all about, like, hey, I left my house... I walked through my res down the hill through my residential neighborhood, mm -hmm. saw some of my neighbors, and now I'm in this kind of small one city block downtown area with all the shops. And now yes. I'm going to go to the docks. Every you know, stranger, where to find sailors? Oh, the yes. sailors hang out at the docks. Oh, where are the docks? <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, it was very much like Shenmue was. That was the dream they were selling at the well, time. Like, yeah, yeah, you can live the life of a person in Japan, for mm -hmm. the, and things will change as the days go yeah. on. And there will be shit you miss because you didn't ask an NPC what was going on in this one day. You, you know? can go drop your money on uh, 
vending machines and the little Sega arcade. I forget what games were in the original. Uh, hang on. Uh, Probably kind Space of Harrier. Great. Say Space great Harrier, just like in the Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they they had the little gotcha machines or yeah. whatever, you know, the yeah. little. And, and I, I, I love the crane games in later Yakuza games. Like, I, I'm, I'm an idiot, but I, I like, I, I want to get everything in there. I, I'm so much better at them than I am at ones in real life. Oh yeah, it really so makes you easy. wonder what why like Rockstar is seemingly so resistant or coy about recreating one of its open worlds, whereas this game just presented you mm-hmm. the same city yep. in seven, eight games and finds yeah. ways to make it feel new to every it, time. Yeah, and make yep, it feel basically new. every two years yeah. was the it's release like, games. It's, it's like, now we're doing the same world, but it's in the eighties and everything's yeah. different, and everybody sprays money everywhere when you hit them. Well, the other the other thing worth pointing out is it's. As open world games go, the maps aren't very big. Like the, lately, like like a dragon, they did advertise like look how big this map is. But like Kamurocho's a few not city big. blocks, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very walkable. easy to jog from one end to the other. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's more just like there's so much packed into that versus like GTA. Yeah, it's this giant city. There's not much per block. You know, yeah. it's, and there's not, there's leaving less to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, because yep. yep. you're meant to drive through it at high speeds. Yes. Um, but anyway, we should wind this down with number one. Open your eyes. Vanilla Sky. Yes. Open your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they ripped that off from uh, Vanilla Sky, Abre Tus Ojos, but... um, Abre Los Ojos. Abre Los Ojos, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What game is this? Uh, It's got to be... Um, shit. Yeah. I was trying to, th- I was trying to think of the smooth Everybody's link game as a game. joke and said I delayed the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Breath of the Wild Thank is you. the game. Spirit <laughs> Tracks. Spirit yeah. Tracks, Legend my favorite. Zelda. Zelda. It's called Link's Awakening. That's the yes, Majora's Mask. Yeah. So I know this is a little, I, well, I've, I've come to realize in recent years this game is a little bit divisive when, you know, I hear people talk like, man, this is so shitty. And it's like, really? I what? thought I thought this game was universally beloved. It's one of the best games I've ever I got, played. I got friends who fucking hate it. Uh, I don't understand at all, at all. But uh, I, I think there, there's something comforting about. Uh, for some reason, like uh, for a while there, every time I would fly home for Christmas, every two years I'd play a Zelda game, and then it got weird with Link Between Worlds, which was mm-hmm. like, oh, um, there's a formula that's not occurring here. Mm-hmm. It's it weirds you out because like Zelda has been a formulate game for like thirty years. Uh, go here first, then go here second, and go here third, and there's not really any deviation from that. And uh, I think that bothers people because Zelda is a linear game, mm-hmm. and taking that away from them, if the story matters, it should be told in a linear way. Whereas the story here is told by what, like going to look at tableaus and taking a picture if you want to. Yep. You can you can learn part of the story. Yeah, this I, is this is the hmm. least urgent uh, urging that uh, really exists in yeah. video games. You have been asleep for the past one hundred years. <laughs> the beast. When the beast regains its true power, this world will face its end.
every link. Before it's too late. Lady, you've been waiting a hundred years. You can wait a hundred more right. hours. Okay? <laughs> you can wait for me to collect 700 Korok seeds. Right. <laughs> I, I got areas of the map I haven't uncovered yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just hold your... I need to go talk to some fish people over here in this town. All right, I got lady? a snowboard. Yeah. yeah. I, I got it. I got a, s- I got a snow- snowboard on my shield. I got to do yeah. a DLC uh, so that I can have a motorcycle and then realize, right. like, wait, why do I have this? I've finished everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned the, the winding the list down because this was totally my wind down title at the end of the night, like when I was playing this because it was to me it's relaxing. But I think I know yeah. when you guys say like this is a divisive game, I know why some people might hate this. Um, it's, it's being brought up too much right now, and I think that's irritating people. Well, mm. I, I think the reason some people hate this style of game, it is a bit stressful to some people to not mm. have clear direction. Like I was. There are times with Elden Ring, and we'll get to this in the new releases section, where I'm like, man, it's just stressful to not know where to go and, like, always be on edge, like, with this new shit I'm discovering. It would be nice sometimes to have the Far Cry 6, like, just, here, there's a, there's a waypoint on a map, go go here and do this easy thing, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's easy when the game holds your hand. It's stressful when the game doesn't hold your hand. And sometimes in those games, you feel like you're not making much progress, because, like, no one's telling you specifically True. where to go, and it's just like, I don't know, I'm just kind of walking yeah. in a direction right Or, now. or that, that you're, you're kind of like, this isn't really the case, but Link's kind of as strong as he will be throughout the rest right. of the game. Right, it is you who grows. Yeah, yeah you have to you you gain the more skills you gain, the better clothes yeah. you get, and the more you're better you are it, at cooking. Um, which is totally different from what Zelda is. I got more hearts. I'm stronger. Yeah. Therefore, I'm better. Link and like, mm. no, that's not necessarily true anymore. I that's do empathize. Not how the game works. I do empathize with a lot of those people who um who have that complaint about it because like for me, for me like the the happy medium is kind of like with Breath of the Wild or what Elden Ring Elden Ring do where. Um, you, it is open, you can do what you want, but when you're ready, here's the things that are the thing that will get you to the end of the game. Um, I just, I you know, swear, for, for my, none, for my taste, them... what stresses me is, is, oddly enough, is a thing like a Minecraft, where it is just a pure open, pure do whatever open. you, that sure. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't handle that at all, cause I'm like, I need an objective, and, you know, I may be wrong, and maybe there is some critical path to a quote unquote ending of Minecraft, I don't know, but, um, that sort of Minecraft? Same, <laughs> I know. I have I have played, I'm not exaggerating here. I'm gonna say two minutes total of Minecraft in my life. Oh, man. Uh, I built a giant penis when uh somebody else set down a controller and walked out of the room. Uh that's that is all I've done. <laughs> that's impressive. You know how to make all those materials. Thank you. you haven't uh, taken I didn't. Ender Dragon, bro? What the fuck? What's wrong I, I with didn't. You? So when I say giant, it was really like, you know, the minimum voxels needed to make a passable <laughs> penis. But, right. um, yeah. by the way, I, that, they call that Tony's formula. That is how, <laughs> the minimum <laughs> voxels needed. Nice. I know he was there. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, like, the people who complain about Breath of the Wild, I just was like, did you play the, the, I just lost it. Uh, what was the Wii U HD remake? Uh, Twilight Princess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, that game holds up terribly. Mm-hmm. It is the end of the traditional Zelda cycle. It it, it it rings every last drop out of that to a point where it's fucking annoying. It's, and like, it's Ocarina in, of Time again, but with like a bigger intro. <laughs> with, with, with a bigger yeah. intro and needless gates keeping you from doing things that you'd like to do in a Zelda game for a very, very long time over and over and over again in order to keep things linear. 
Yeah. It sucks. If you don't think that, that game holds up, um, let me tell you about Skyward Sword. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking game yeah. was never good, oh. and it's just worse. Yeah, because it, it is, does all it that is, shit you talked about. Yeah, it is. It is maybe worse just by comparison on Switch, just because it should play better. The motion stuff should be better now, but isn't. Anyways, but it's it, it, uh, it's important to, to mention that because I I have you may have even heard it on some of our podcasts, uh, Padukin. Uh, I, I thought Zelda needed a shot in the arm. It's one of my favorite series. Yeah. It's one of the most clever and elegant and nuanced, approachable yet complicated series. And it just like it needed something different to happen. And yeah. this is what I love talking about with the Japanese approach to open world games. They re- finally re- and it was with a Zelda game because Zelda is the first open world game I've ever played. I see. I, I don't original. know when you when you talk about the Zelda formula getting stale. I think you must. I feel like Zelda experiments a lot, maybe on the handhelds more than other mm. things. Like Spirit Track well, was a big departure. Four maybe, Swords is a big departure. What he means right? is that like, the Ocarina of Time formula, the which... The 3D Zelda. Yeah, yeah the, which yeah. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, they all felt like Ocarina of Time to a certain degree. No, nah, yes. Majora's, I would disagree with. Majora's is a game where you can truly just right. go in a direction and there is no set path for that game. And like, it is I'm, like 75% optional <laughs> yes like that yeah. that is so much uh, but, but that's why uh, one of the reasons a lot of people hate like, majora it's my favorite one honestly <laughs> with, uh, with both scott with both skyward sword and twilight princess like we were sort of nearing the end of this magic if they don't find some way to shake up this formula sure. yeah uh, this isn't going to be a triple a franchise anymore and i couldn't believe how well they did that with no template to work off of at least within the company yeah it, no, it's uh, you know, we, you, we, you mentioned this, I believe, when you talked about Death Stranding, just like, just like a trust in the player to just go mm-hmm. out and, and make something happen. And, yeah. and that, that was, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's risky, right? It is risky when that is not, by and large, at least in the West, the way, uh, an open world game is going to go. And, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that, um, the thing, the thing that I enjoyed most about it is that, you know, you have your four, a little more with DLC and then like Anna's Castle quote-unquote dungeons mm-hmm. they're not exactly the same but those are your dungeons the divine beasts but what i thought was really cool was you have a large number of shrines i don't recall how many but many 200 shrines. 200, 200 yeah, i believe across the thing and what that like what that said to me and again sorry for the comparisons they're gonna happen is the same thing with elden ring where you just for elden ring it's like every new bizarre enemy it's just like oh so it, it almost feels like you just have a whole team sit down and you said everybody come up with the most ridiculous wicked looking creature you can think of and we'll put it in this game somehow and breath yeah. of the wild to me with all those shrines was like you know i'm sure some folks are more responsible than others for this but it really felt like man did the whole team just get to say here's a puzzle idea i came up with and they found a way to put it in there like to, I, me, I, to me that's I, awesome I, I, I thought, it, especially we're talking about the Breath of the Wild or uh, Ocarina template. The shrines took those mid dungeon puzzles, which I hated because I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate a dungeon, unlock tra- unlock. Remember that I'm trying to find my compass. I never want to find a compass in Zelda again, <laughs> yeah. ever, mm-hmm. ever. It's it's like it's moot. Don't want to do it. I mean, they still have those four. What the what are the four main dungeons of this one? Yeah, the big, the, the, the divine beasts, the divine beasts. I don't. And those were my I'm least just saying, favorite part I'm just of saying, that game. Like, it was it was it was yeah. so for, Zelda was so formulaic, and then you, especially in the 3D ones, and you'd get to like in the middle of all this. Oh, I got the boss key. I got all the silver keys. I got the compass. I got the map. And then you encounter this 
frustrating puzzle. That's why people hate the fucking water temple, because there's like mid puzzles in there. Instead, they made tiny little puzzles that are optional 200 times. Yep. Yeah. 200 I, I, times. Well, I think the reason they had to do those is we were talking about like, Sometimes you can have you can lack a sense of accomplishment in Breath of the Wild because it's so open. Those those little shrines give you like a little quick thing to accomplish. So you're like, hey, yeah. maybe I didn't do a major story moving thing in in my play session, but I solved like four shrines, and so I feel like I got some shit done. Mm-hmm. On there's almost session. no story yeah. thing to accomplish at all. Like I mean, for me, because like because you can I go straight over, there. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent over a hundred hours in that game, and like yeah. I didn't go to any what the champion i didn't do any of that shit for like dozens of hours and when i did it was so rewarding that there was still something different and new to do in that game after like hours and hours of different and new the combat i've come around like i get why that's a little frustrating but like it's kind of it tries to teach you early on like just pick up whatever you want and do whatever you want with it it's gonna break and you're gonna just do repeat this process over and over the amount of worry about it and the amount of things people are still discovering that you can combine is is really amazing one thing I like too with the shrines is that um, they're not all like a, a mid puzzle. Some of them are like the puzzle was finding this thing, and when you mm-hmm. get inside, yes. here's your reward. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like you scale oh, wait, yeah, this there's some with no puzzles, it. right? Like you just like well, good, good for you for yeah, finding exactly. the shrine. Like some are your puzzles, some are like a combat arena, and then the other kind is like, wow, you did it! You made it all the way up this mountain. Here's your prize. There's nothing yep. extra. You did it. Or there's like some that are like just really well. There's like one that's like in like the crevice between mountains or something, or like it's yeah. under the ground there's kind of. of and and when you get and when you get to some of those, it's like, hey, you found it. Well done. Here is your um. Here's your reward. Yep. Because I, I, I think yeah, I, I, other than like that one, is it like there's like a medallion or something? I think that like makes a sound when you're near one. Yeah. Other that, than that, you have mm-hmm. no indication of of where they are, and that you can know? get frustrating because that thing would be going off, and you're like, "I'm here. Yeah, I, I don't see yeah, anything." Yeah, it might like, be talking about well beneath you or something. Yeah, two hundred feet up, down, left, right. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I will say, and, and I, it made it made my least favorite part about 3D Zelda games my favorite part because they made them so bite sized. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm having trouble, I'll look up an issue. I'm not cheating. I, I, there's two hundred yeah. of these. Yeah. It's yep. interesting because it's interesting you say that because I. Not necessarily the the mid tier puzzles that happen along the way, but I love when a dungeon revolves, and most of Zelda games do this. When the dungeons revolve around, the whole thing is based on this one thing, right? Like Stone Tower Temple and Majora's Mask. The whole thing is about flipping the place upside down. I love that. Sure. Um, people people are understandably frustrated by the Water Temple, but I think it's neat that the central gimmick well, I'm, is I'm, the raising not, and lowering. And so what I so I'm I not a Water enjoy, Temple hater. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so, you know, for, for me, the divine beasts, I really enjoyed because I really enjoy that central mechanic. And each one of them is, you are controlling the beast in a way, like, you know, the, the elephant, you got to move the tail to control the Mm -hmm. water. And I just thought Mm -hmm. that was awesome. And so for me, kind of what I'm hoping for now, when we get breath of the wild two and, uh, and, uh, I don't believe it's going to be this year. Sorry. But when we do get it, um, what I am really hoping for is. Again, sorry for the comparison, but to me, this is the strongest one just because this is what I want to see. I want the Elden Ring formula where here is your giant Breath of the World thing, but we do have some traditional temples Um, because that is kind of the one thing that was missing for me with Breath of the Wild was like you get all your tools at the top. You will never receive another Mm -hmm. special power throughout the rest of this game, and I really like unlocking that stuff, learning how to use it, and finding other places to use it. And that certainly presents a challenge for the devs to do something like that in an open world game. But 
fingers crossed they, they do that in this next one. And I realize I mean, that is also polarizing. That, that design I think that they, they have but... nowhere to go but, like, kind of meet the Elden Ring Souls formula somewhere. Sure, yeah. And at least I think they have to make a more difficult game, period. Maybe. It's, like, it's kind of the way I think about bands that have been around for a long time where, like, they may come, they, they may be, they're like in a rut maybe, right? And then they release something that is completely different and out there. And so then my hope is that it. the follow-up is all the weird experimental stuff you just tried. Now fuse it with what you're known for to make something really cool. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I listen to Chili Peppers only. <laughs> I was about to say, Chili Peppers is my example of a band that <laughs> has never done that. <laughs> well, t- I mean, tell I'm, me, I'm baby, sorry. what's your I'm story? I'm not a fan of Josh Klingenhofer's work. <laughs> I, you don't like rap singing? <laughs> I also like, you know, I think I feel like this world epitomizes what I mentioned at the top of the show, which is that feeling of like, okay, vague direction, go in this direction, wander around, explore, and yes. go, what the fuck is that? When you see something in the distance, <laughs> yeah. I will never forget walking around and like looking out at a distant mountain range and seeing one of these fuckers floating around. There are those absolutely massive dragons that you can oh, see yeah, from yeah, yeah. miles away that only appear at certain times. And so you have to know where they're going to show up, when they're going to show up, and then ambush them and, like, shoot them with arrows to, like, knock a single scale off of them. It's all, all – that's just one – I mean, those those look like your crescendo bosses, mm-hmm. but are just one more magical element yeah. in this magical yeah. universe. I mean, they're technically friendly. They're mm-hmm. not going to hurt you. You're just yeah. meant to farm scales off yeah, of them. yeah. No, I yeah, I love what this game also does. It turns the I hate to say this, it turns the Far Cry formula on its head. Like there was a while there where people were making fun of the open world tower thing, right? Like, oh you have to climb a tower to unlock mm-hmm. the map. Breath of the Wild has some towers in it, but they don't unlock anything yeah. on the map. It is meant for you to literally get to a high place to look out over the map where you can place waypoints on the map for yourself. Like, oh I saw a cool horrible. thing. I saw a shrine glowing over here. And then for you to Take a leaf and hover, you know, to, to sail down off that tower to the thing you identified, but that doesn't unlock the map at all. Like it's, it's really cool that they did that. It, do, it does sort of unlock the map, but yeah. it, not, not like but, waypoints. It doesn't like put a ton of stuff on no, your not, map. Not, in, not in the same way. No, no, no. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't show a bunch of like icons on the yeah, map, but you right. do get to see it, the it's map. It's a little bit area. more like, um, state of decay where it's like climb yes. up here and, and then like pan around with your binoculars and you'll identify points of interest. Yeah. Versus you, like Assassin's Creed is travel. like, Hey, we're going to put icons now on this area of the map. Cause right, you climb right. this. There's thing no, and... there's no diamonds to be seen yeah. there. I mean, and I, I don't know. There's, I, I just started playing this again. I feel like some better YouTuber, Tony framework, youtube.com <laughs> slash framework. Uh, the, I love how Zelda gently butt patch you in that first village, uh, Breath of the Wild. Hmm. And it yeah. is both a combination of traditional Zeldas and everything that's new. Hmm. A guy's missing nine chickens. Give a apple to this statue. These are things you've done before, and they do the same things here. And let you know, certain things are going to work in Zelda, like as, as all Zeldas have. I think the biggest shift, though, has got to be the fucking fountain fairies. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh yeah <laughs> giant women because well but also that they don't they don't refill your life because there's no point mm-hmm. you can refill your life at any time you want 
uh, given how they, much they upgrade your gear, right? You they can, upgrade your gear. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it's like they have the most drastic occupational difference. Everything else in the game, though, there's there's traditional elements and there's all new elements. And I swear to Christ, everyone who says they hate this game, I feel like they haven't given it like two hours. And I know that sounds like a lot, but not for a Zelda game. Zelda games don't kick in for like the first four hours, so I hate starting them. Uh, and this one, I've started I've started Breath of the Wild again twice. And get distracted by new shiny objects in my collection, but like, I love this game. It's my favorite game. It it's, might be one of my. It's my top five of all time. It, it's a hard sell sometimes to tell people like that. A good amount of time is necessary before the game, quote unquote, gets good because it's like yeah. what you're but telling them. What you're telling them is like, hey, these the beginning sucks, and nobody wants to just. Like Except be told the beginning that, doesn't suck. You know? it's, it's not yeah, like oh yeah, I agree. Sucks. I don't think it. I think it's great, but it's you know it's a thing of like you know for example, uh you know uh something like Destiny right is never really greatly appealed to me because I don't want to have to go through the whole rigmarole of building up to a character that's fun to play. You know, uh and so mm-hmm. to well, me, I have news for you. Not, oh yeah, we'll get to it. That's <laughs> why I name dropped that one. You know, um and I'm sure it's fine along the way. You know, Bungie knows how to make really good gunplay, but. You know, it's that sort of thing where you're telling somebody, no, no, I promise, when you reach this point, it's like the, it's like the opposite of diminishing returns, right? But it's- I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, to me, it's that village now. When I went back there, mm-hmm. it's like, this is both a calm introduction of the old and new. Yeah. Everything you've done before will work. And a bunch of things you've never thought, you've never thought Zelda be capable of will do amazing things too. Yeah. I think it's, it's sort of like, you know, some games and, you know, speaking of the channel framework, some games, when they change up genres, they do, like, there is a lot more of the old to help you get into the new. And Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild doesn't really do that. It is, here it is the new, and while. at some point, it, well, what I mean is, if you feel that for a while, that it's just all fresh, and every once in a while you get a couple, like, things to ground, to kind of ground you in the classic Zelda stuff. Um, but they're, 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 they're sparser, I would say. You know, like, they're there, they're reminders that this is still Zelda, but, it's, they're a little sparser, and that is okay. It's the game they wanted to make, and I, totally okay. they made something amazing. And like I said, now I personally would like to see the hybrid next. Well, Ooh. and in the meantime, uh, we I think we're all eager to start talking about Elden Ring and uh, other new releases. So we're going to wrap up the top five here and take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk about Elden Ring and a bunch of other games like Martha is Dead and Shadow Warrior 3 and Aperture Desk Job. Uh, Lots to talk about. We'll get to that right after the break. Stay tuned. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man. 
Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As if the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? <laughs> because it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it, but I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I liked that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame, I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't... The trailer only showed, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about. Time travel and all that was, like, completely left right. out of the... I, I, yeah. I, I read your, your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like... Yeah, other than the post credit scene, like, that, all of that. All of that was spoiled for me, like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where it... Oh, fuck! Soundboard very impatient with me this week. I'm just gonna uh, make more noise and blow my nose too, just to really get all the noise. You totally, going. you totally ran past Matt's twenty McNugget burp. Yes, <laughs> it's all part of the soundscape now. Listen, Chris, I only ate ten of the twenty because I'm fasting. Fair, fair. Uh, Elden Ring came out, but uh, in order to save our energy for that, we are going to talk about that last and get through some other lesser games first. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay. that's, Less, that's unfair is mean, to these but, games. Okay, they're not Elden Ring. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. They know. They, I am. I, I, they're not Elden Ring, but there are some I, things in here that are pretty dope. Matt, how excited yeah. are you for Grid Legends? Um, Actually, after playing it, now I'm more excited than I was before playing it. So I got this as part of the, you know, Game Pass Ultimate has that EA where you can do the EA, the trials as part of the EA Play thing, right? It's it's rolled it's into part of the EA it, now. I had it's to be a membership informed. that's rolled into another membership. But uh, I got to play Grid Legends, and the reason this is EA is because yeah, they bought Codemasters, mm-hmm. as you probably forgot. Which doesn't they're really going to have to figure out which one sells more, Need for Speed or Grid? I had never played a Grid, I and had, this yeah. one looked interesting to me because it's like, oh, we have a campaign mode. That's their big thing they're pushing. And it's like what this one is. So the other ones could have been this. And I'm sorry if you're like a huge grid fan and I'm, I'm, you know, just coming in as a noob. It's like not Forza Horizon. It's like Forza Motorsport. Like that's what the racing feels like. And it's very linear like that. It's like, hey, we're in this race now in this race. But imagine that. But with full motion video sequences between races, a la Need for Speed Underground. Who fucking told them to do that? Like nobody <laughs> wants that ever. I don't mind it. Like, to be honest, if it's just to tell a story of like, hey, this race owner is trying you out as the new racer and now here's your rival on the team. Why do I, okay. why does that need to be a computer okay. generated character for me? That's fine. fine. Make it FMV. As long as, right? as long as every character is Matt Mikkelsen, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. It's but it, as I mean, the racing itself is very Forza inspired. It's like. There are combo chains for staying on your racing line and for having clean racing and shit. It's like the stuff that like they've been doing since Project Gotham Racing. Grid has rolled all that into it now. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. You get a 10-hour trial. 
are all. It's it's the one frustrating thing I have about as I thought I was the biggest racist on the show, given how much I love racing games, <laughs> and um, it's an old joke that Michael's on phase by and Matt was taken down by. Um, uh, I always end up picking the, one of these games up in a drought, and this game releases during a non-drought. Yeah, it's the release timing is a bit unfortunate for this one, but it's like again. If you have the EA Play thing, which I think if you're not part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, it's like five bucks a month for EA Play. Yeah, you get that ten hour trial. It'll be nothing. I bet you could make most of your way through the campaign in that ten hours if you really wanted to. Like I can't express how cathartic and wonderful actually playing a video game racing game can be. And Forza Horizon kind of showed that to everybody. But Tony was just saying, I love to finish all my games. You don't need to finish a fucking racing game ever. It's like ever. It's just a thing you do in between other games. Yeah, and you I'm can finish a uh, race. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's totally fine if let's say you're done with Forza Horizon Five for some reason. Like God, how much free time do you have if you are done with that game? <laughs> then then there's this, you know, like fine. But uh, it's it's not as good as Horizon Five in my opinion. But it's a good it's a cool racing game. And if you're craving the Forza Motorsport formula, uh, which we haven't had in a while, then this will scratch that itch for you. Speaking of scratching itches like the Witch Queen, um, I finally picked up that Destiny 2 expansion, the Witch Queen expansion. Um, yeah, it's quite good. Uh, and Tony, to mm-hmm. your point uh, from the first segment where you're like, yeah, I've been wanting to just try it, but I don't want to have to all the, the hours of getting caught up. Destiny stopped doing that with two. Like every time there's a new expansion, it's almost a joke. Every time they release it, they bump you up to they they bump you to the current light level, so that mm-hmm. there is no warm up. It's it's literally just like okay, you're high enough light to play all this content now. You're good, and every the big bummer is all that epic gear, like the exotics and the legendaries you've been grinding for in previous expansions. They immediately worthless. sort of become worthless because you start mm-hmm. getting the blues that are more powerful, and then you have to. You have to hit the soft cap and start infusing those blues into the legendaries you actually like so that you can get the perks and shit like that. So, so they do the, uh, what do they call that? The level squish? Is that the term for it every time? Mm. Yes. I but see. um the, the, the attraction with this one is it's it's one of, so from all the reviews I've read about it, and I'm only partway in, it's like the best campaign they've done since the Taken King mm. expansion, which was like the big, awesome, amazing expansion, which really made Destiny what it became and, and as big as it became. That was like the best expansion they've done. This is like that. Like it's it's an epic campaign that you're playing through. It's it's really good. And they they there's no bullshit. Like it's not like, hey, we're gonna start you off in the tower and you have to go talk to some NPC. They've kind of been doing their story shit on the cheap with these seasons where it's like, hey, go talk to an NPC and they'll they'll tell you the story just as they're talking to you this is like no we're fucking dropping you on mars uh ikura's there and there's straight up like cinematics like this is a full-blown cinematic expansion experience like story with all of the stuff that tends to come with the expansion there's a ton of new mechanics and shit like that there's so it's it's worth the 40 again unfortunate timing like i'm going back to elden ring and i want to play that but now I'm kind of like, fuck, man, is Destiny 2 going to become my side piece game again where I play that in between big releases? Like, I'm okay with that. I don't see how it can be anything else for some people like us. Like, we're, we can't invest our whole life into one game. And but Destiny's it's just... always had a, too much, a little trouble trying to be that that game, too. It can't be the game you invest all your time in. Even if yeah. that doesn't happen with me and I just play through the campaign... 
Mm-hmm. It's a long enough and big enough epic campaign where I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I will have gotten my $40 worth, you know? Like, it's a full game-length oh, campaign. Oh, is it not on Game Pass? Curses. Nope. No. Oh, no. I forgot about the acquisition. I mean, the That's game itself not. is free, right? So uh, yeah. it's really you're just paying 40 bucks for that expansion. You so. will probably get it for free on a PS4 or 5 near you. Sooner or yep, I, eventually. So, you know, I haven't dipped my toes in the game myself, but I will say I have seen what seems like comparatively a giant fervor for this expansion versus previous ones. I know people are excited for all the new ones, but, you know, just looking at the numbers and sort of the Twitter buzz and some of the critical reception, this one in particular, people seem very pleased. The Forsaken expansion was good, the story mode and stuff. One thing, I hate to say it, man. When you play this and then go back and compare it with Halo Infinite, you're like, fucking Bungie does shooting so much better than 343. Like, it it feels... A kajillion times better than Halo Infinite feels. I hate for to the, say that. For the, shit for the brief time I spent in, I, I know I put a little bit of time in Destiny One, not much, but for the brief time I spent with, I think I, the only t- I spent, I played the first one when we had Peter Dinklage. <laughs> um, I think that is that I miss is those days. I missed the when I played it. Um, and so yes, I will say that is one thing. Yes, to it to its to its um uh, compliment it played very well. It well it's got a kajillion good. guns that all feel different and the gun feel is amazing. It's just I mean Halo Infinite was fine. I liked it. Don't get hey, me the wrong. The last time but... I played it had Nathan Fillion in it. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> He's They've since replaced him with Jaden Smith. Mm. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this this uh this is a good expansion and I'm I'm back in. So cool. there you go. Cool. Witch Queen this queen <laughs> i played a bunch of martha is dead which uh managed to generate some controversy before a launch because uh it was announced that the sony version will be censored and i'm oh so not the X- not pc or xbox no pc or xbox are do Boo. not cut don't the reduce in my cleavage and vagina bones yeah which which yeah, uh, <laughs> i'm not no anime titties what i'm the actually hell? not 100 <laughs> percent sure what was censored i have heard that it was a now rather infamous scene where, um, well, first, let me, let me tell you a little bit about the game. Uh, you are playing as a girl named, a woman named Julia in 1944 in Italy. Uh, your father, you find out gradually, is not actually Italian, but, uh, a German general. And, oh! uh, and so, but you, you Sorry. live in this idyllic cottage far away from the fighting. I was about to say this is this is Chris and mine's like heritage until that swerve, and I was like, all right, oh, never no. mind, not claiming um, that. But, <laughs> but like playing it and realizing, like, oh, this is this is like a a giallo video game. Like giallo is a is a genre of Italian film that's like typified by there's it's mystery and thrillers and like buckets of gore and horror elements, mm. and this is very gory. So at the beginning of the game. First off, you you have like a childhood flashback where your nanny is reading this story to you about this this woman that died in this lake near your house, and uh, she she comes up to to kill young women whenever it's foggy. And at the beginning of the game, uh, you are 19 years old and setting up cameras around the lake to try and catch you know pictures of the wildlife, and you see a body floating out in the water. So you swim out to save them. And it's your twin sister, Martha, and she's drowned wearing your clothes. So you, in in shock, uh, you know, just to verify that it's really her, look at her medallion with her name on it and, and pull it away and put it on. And right then 
your mother comes out and is like, oh, Martha, you're okay, and hugs you. And the mother apparently always hated Julia. So, uh, you know, Julia decides, like, I guess I'll lean into this now because I like this feeling. But now it's too late to say anything. So I'm going to be Martha. The problem is that Martha is deaf. Uh, so <laughs> Martha is not oh. only dead, but you also have to pretend to be deaf. Oh, the name's a typo. It, it should be called Martha. No, well, she, she's and also just, very much dead, and and like her body. <laughs> they get both of the queens of the Stone yeah. Age songs, man. Songs yeah. for the dead and songs Mar- for the Martha deaf. Is, I'm on board. Is, Martha's Def Jam yeah. fight for me. <laughs> but to be fair, then <laughs> then Batman and Superman stopped fighting because, because they said the name right. Martha, and everything but was okay. So the the bit that is censored, what I have heard, is there's there's a nightmare sequence early on. Where, like, you've, you've essentially stolen your dead sister's identity. Everyone thinks she's you. And, uh, you get, have, like, an up close of her face. And there's, like, a little mini game where you take the, the name medallion and, uh, use it to cut her face off. And then oh. you, you pull it down and, and you put it on. And, Nick Cage yeah, style. And, and, you know, but it, I think it's, like, this very symbolic thing where it's like, oh, because I stole this, this medallion from you, it's now the tool that I use to steal your identity and your face. Mm. And, but it's I'm also glad gross I, I would have gone hell. Ed Gein style. That's yeah. disgusting. Oh, I was going to go Hannibal. <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, inspired by Ed It's Gein. a nightmare yeah. sequence. You're not actually, your character isn't actually doing this. But, uh, you know, I'm glad you, Michael, I'm, I'm actually glad that you elaborated on that because I really didn't know, like, anything about this game. I knew there was a controversy. I'd heard the name, knew nothing about it, other than, like, obviously a horror game yeah. just based on, you know, some of the press, whatever. And I do remember reading, like, what's been censored? A scene where a character peels a face off and whatever else. And it's like, without the context, mm. yeah, that does sound pretty disgusting. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, but it's then disgusting. You describing it's, it, it's jello. Right. It's supposed to be in context. I should, but what, what I mean up. is, right, but what I mean is, it is more reprehensible without context. Mm. Like, speaking, you know, for someone like myself who went to a film school, that is, by your explanation, that moment is justified. It's no less gross it is, but it is justified because of what it is actually showing yeah. there, and mm-hmm. so that actually like makes me more interested in the game as opposed to like, ooh, that sounds gross. Not interested, ooh. even though I'm not, yeah. I'm not a gore hound, but I watch plenty of stuff that doesn't phase me in that way. But yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because that actually that makes me more intrigued that it has a justification. References to masturbation are pulled, and there's an optional mode. That re- uh, removes face peeling and <clears throat> womb cutting sequences. Mm. Well, I mean, there there is a sequence like another nightmare where you like watch your daughter or your your sister's body decompose in the coffin, Ooh. and then like her her stomach rots right, away. This and, is a European yeah, funeral where the body's right, just in the house yeah, for a exactly, week or whatever, for like right? three days. And so, but then you you see like. Uh, what appears to be a dead baby crawling around in her body cavity. And then like the perspective switches to its perspective and you're sitting there looking out of your dead sister while the room fills up with water. And it's, it's very creepy, very Dario Argento inspired. Isn't that how the, uh, Borat or the general or one of those ended the dictator. I'm pretty sure that's how that there's a scene like that. Had to have been the dictator because I only saw or that Bruno one. maybe I, might be. I think it's Bruno. I, I, I might. I'm, I'm thinking of just uh, the brothers Grimsby where they had to hide in an elephant's vagina, which then went through. Oh yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, all over but, them. Yeah. So so Michael, what is the actual like gameplay loop? Well, in this it game is uh, other other than the 
copious gore. It's it's largely a walking simulator where you you're walking around, interacting with items, solving puzzles, and then uh, there are other dream sequences where you're like running through woods at high speed and like trying to run through different words to form the correct sentence. There are, there are moments where it's like something is chasing you. You 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 decide to go out into the woods at eleven thirty at night because you can't let your parents catch you going out to uh, you know retrieve the cameras. And and there's a point where something's chasing you and you're just running endlessly through this warped version of the woods. And it's like oh this became a nightmare somehow. But uh, yeah, it's it's largely a walking simulator. And if you are playing like I played it on PC with a high end graphics card full. RX and everything turned on, and it looks almost photorealistic. I would compare the look of it to like the uh, the mansion with all the dolls in Resident Evil Village. Um, mm, so that must make the gore look very upsetting. It does, <laughs> but you get used to it. That's no, no, thank you. I'd rather not get used. It's to It's just that level a of gore. video game. It's it's like that shit will never look like happy, n- never not look like Happy Tree Friends to me. Like it, it is always like <laughs> the most sophisticated video game is still a cartoon to me. Michael, I have gone with you. I have gone maybe a decade without thinking about Happy Tree Friends, <laughs> and you just put the theme song back okay. in my head. I feel like I, I just lost the game. I, I just <laughs> threw away a sealed box DVD box wow. set. Like, oh, why did I take um, this? Shadow Warrior Three is also out, uh, and apparently is free if you have PS Now. Um, well, it's, it's included yeah, as include, part of your PS yes. Now subscription. It's it's a big deal for Sony in that it's like it might be the first time or one of the first times it's a day one yeah. release with that. Yeah, platform, I was I was so. kind of shocked, but I played it a bit. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a, an avid fan of this series. I don't really play it a lot, but I did enjoy what I played of this. It is like you know takes that Doom philosophy of move fast wreck shit, and it's yeah. just like yeah, just. Move fast, wreck shit. Uh, it, it feels like it borrows them sing, some things from Doom Eternal, where it's like, uh, glory kills, refill your health, katana kills, refill your ammo. It's, it's Duke Nukem with a sword, basically, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Duke Nukem was never quite Dyson. this fast, mm-hmm. but yes. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, the original yeah. games are literally just like, okay, we're doing Doom, but in Asia, you know, yeah. well, like that, like the original, the original game was like from... a mod for Duke Nukem 3D, the original Shadow yeah, War. And it's, and also a lot more racist, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. uh, yes, if you want to hear some racist accents, not done yeah. by Chris, uh, this I, game's I got mean, you this, this game is a lot more <laughs> progressive the than the original version. I'll say that. <laughs> Crikey, Shadow Boy is a, a racist accent. Yeah. Are you trying to offend the Crikey. Welsh people again with your Nino Cooney accent, Chris? <laughs> like that's, 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 that's my Scottish Norm MacDonald. <laughs> I got angry. <laughs> Shadow War, yeah, like it's a really cool trilogy. It's a lot of fun. It 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 like you got like you were describing, it harkens back to your Duke Nukem's whatever. It very much feels like your nineties arena shooter. It's funny, it knows it knows what it is, it is not self serious, it embraces the ridiculousness. Is this a devolver yes. joint? Yeah, oh okay. yeah. Oh absolutely. Uh it has I don't remember the name of the sword, but there's a sword like you know, your 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 RPGs always have kind of comically large swords. And then the one in this game is like even that to the eleventh degree. Yeah, it's just um, named Matt's they, penis, comically large, just ridiculously large. Um, that's funny because mine's called Shadow Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> he did not see a sh- four, six four weeks of winter with Tony's dick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it burrows out of the foreskin. No, um, <laughs> uh, it strikes hard and fades away into the night. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> 
I mean, the obvious joke is there, but we're all white guys, so it can't be named Lil Wang. Like, it, it can't be. Um, but I do love that that's the protagonist's name. Honestly, that's all you need to know about this game in yes. its tone, is that the hero's name is Lil mm. Wang. Come on. I do like that they they reinvented him as, like, he's he's a comic book nerd, and the constant quipping is just him stress-talking. Like, at, at yeah. one point near the beginning of the game, he actually teams up with Zilla, who I guess was the villain in previous games, and he's like, mm-hmm. you're stress-talking again. Shut up. <laughs> Good. Uh, boy, do I identify with yeah. that. But <laughs> well, That's why I love podcasts. Absolutely <laughs> guilt-free laughs in uh, Aperture Desk Job, which came out, it's free on Steam. It's meant to be a demo for yes. the Steam Deck, Yeah, it's right? a tech it's demo a tech for Steam demo. Deck. Lasts about half an hour. You can play it if you've got a half-decent PC. Or, honestly, you can watch it on YouTube because there's not a high degree of interactivity here. It's mostly like yeah. you, you're controlling a, a turret, which is made from a toilet. And uh, it has the voice of Nate Bargatze as a uh, personality core named Grady. Who, oh, I didn't realize he was in it. boss? Oh, that makes me, oh, and, that makes me so happy. Wow. All right. That, so some of the stuff I put on there just didn't work. Most of it, like 90%, or even higher maybe. But some of it worked great. So all we have to do is keep the great stuff, and then we, then we can... So, okay. That's the police. So one of us needs to streamline this turret, right? And one of us needs to take the fall for shooting up the warehouse. Because they're, this is a lot of damage, and they're going to look into this. Which job, which job do you want? How about I fix a turret, and then you take, yeah, I'll do that part. Remember, if anyone asks, you don't know me, okay? Don't say anything. <laughs> he's a robot, right? He is. Like he's, 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 he's one of the personality cores. I love the Valve that they, that they give their robots these ridiculous mm-hmm. personalities. It's the funniest thing. Him saying you don't know me there makes me think he might be the grown-up, real-life Bobby Hill. <laughs> like the way he said that. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, the, 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 one of the few horrible curses of my life is that I have exclusively seen clean comedy over the last three mm. years. And uh, But Nate Bargatze is one of those. Oh. And uh, even funnier than Brian Regan, I watched this dude. Look up his coffee bits. He has more than one coffee bit. Totally safe for your children. His weight loss stuff is hilarious. I've never laughed so hard. He's got a new special out. I think he recorded nice. during the pandemic in the middle of the fucking desert. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, shit, I'm trying this to remember game, the This name game also I has J.K. Simmons. He comes back to oh, BK nice. Johnson Just Simmons? and record new lines. Oh, for real? As, yeah. as Aperture, ooh, Aperture CEO? Mm-hmm. You might get to find out what happened to him. I was going to ask you, Michael, did, did you get your Steam Deck? Like, No! You, you ordered one, yeah. right? Oh, I don't man. need a Steam Deck. I have, like, two gaming PCs. I'd rather have a laptop. But, you know, the, the amount of hype around it is making me think, like, well, maybe. It's like, but I don't I don't even use my Switch in handheld mode. Like, it's just not yeah, the sort yeah. of thing I do anymore. I don't travel. I don't leave the mm-hmm. house. I don't game out of the house, really. I use my Switch exclusively in handheld mode unless I'm, like, showing it off to someone else or, like, I'm, you know, yeah. bringing it to someone's place for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But, like you, Michael, I have a really fantastic PC, so I don't feel the need to, you know... I don't need a portable emulation machine because that's really what I would just use it for, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Which, apparently, it's great at. I just, I've been running yes. a ton of PC gamers yeah, it is. content. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Was a, P- a perfect PS2 emulator. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and 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 a Switch emulator. <laughs> yeah, well, that Nintendo got uh, all that stuff down. Yes, yes very much. Uh, and, but just like everything, you know, you hear about it from PC sites. Like, it, you couldn't really build a comparable PC with a graphics card powerful enough to substitute what's going on with this goddamn Steam yeah, Deck. Not, it is fucking not for interesting. The same price, certainly. Yeah, it's uh, which you know you can't get it at. Um, yeah. I saw a very infuriating video of Amazon delivering Steam Decks with Gabe Newell around. Gabe Seattle. Newell personally delivering yeah. signed Steam Decks. Oh, great, I'm going to resell this yeah. on eBay. Fuck you, Gabe. Like, yeah, once again, like, why are you promoting a thing no one can buy? Oh. Like, I can't buy that thing for right. years. <laughs> to me, every time I hear Steam Deck, I still think it's it's a portmanteau of Cleveland Steamer and other yes. decker. Like, yeah. it's just it's a tear. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a great machine. Oh, that would be a little complicated. <laughs> the person has to lay yeah. in the yes, top of the yes, toilet yes, and yeah. then you flick the bit at the end you could you, you, you'd have to go to like a like a public like greek toilet like latrine <laughs> to really do that effectively maybe elaborate series of baskets and hoops right maybe rube yeah. goldberg that. somebody somebody did point out so um you know there there are a couple of bits in uh, aperture desktop where it's like it's it's using things that are specific to the Steam Deck like motion controls. Uh, I guess you can simulate that with like a DualShock, con- like a PS4, or PS5 controller. But oh, sure. uh, yeah, but, but otherwise, little... it'll it'll either just substitute something else or it'll uh, just you know tell you to do it and then like come on do it come on I'm waiting here and then it'll just do it automatically. So man, here Nate Bargatze is in it. Ugh. Again, as we really, I was going to say previously before we moved ahead, just briefly, and also to your point about Giallo stuff, Michael, I did not realize that Udo Kier is the voice of the father and Martha is oh, dead, and that wow. is also pretty that awesome. That is pretty awesome. And he's speaking in Italian, like the whole game is in Italian. I don't know if I said that part. Everybody's speaking <laughs> no, Italian. Not. You did not All the dialogue. Ah, molto bene. You can't see me, but I'm doing Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. gift right now. <laughs> Uh, Elex 2, I've heard not great things about mm. this. You know who wasn't paid? Steam, because Michael returned that <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, it, it, it looks a bit, uh, I guess, it, it's it's a more or less budgety title, but uh, it does, does look a bit dated. It is an open world RPG. Um, I think I, I got turned off because it, it front loads a bunch of dialogue that sort of assumes that you know what happened in Elex 1 and care about the characters. And just what? like I, I wouldn't just have known there was an Elex. Cut to one. the game. Well, it's Elex two. What do you think? I don't care. Like I don't know. I've never heard of either yeah. of these things. To be fair, two worlds mm-hmm. was the first yeah. game in that series. I mean, they're they're uh, the, the reviews are actually not bad, and you know, some of them are saying like, yeah, just just you know, push through the initial stuff, and and you'll you'll find an incredibly big, rewarding, fun game. Um, I didn't get to that point, so. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm sure it's cool if you have the patience for it. The review I saw, the subhead was, Elex Two feels like um, a game from 2010, mm. not in a good mm. way. I, I heard like, that oof. about the next entry that I don't think anyone's played. I hear Babylon's Fall very much has that mm. uh, old. I mean, it's platinum. Yeah, but it's but it's got kind of that old game vibe that when you know how platinum is very hit and miss. And when they miss, like this seems to align with their pattern of when it's like a platinum miss, mm-hmm. you know, like this. Yeah, this game. I, I did. I have seen like a couple of uh, black folks on Twitter complaining about the character creator that like the skin tones go from 
I think white to olive to light brown. Like there's no there's no Wesley Snipes option. Exactly. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I would have bet on that. And that's it. Nothing else yeah, came out. Nothing this week. else. On to news. Uh, we can move on to news. Uh, no, Elden Ring. Of course, Elden we can finally Ring. talk about it. We've spent half an hour wasting the the listeners' time waiting for us to hear, to talk about Elden Ring. I fucking yeah, love about Elden free Ring. Podcast material. Yeah. I love Elden Ring. Uh, for for background, like I am not the biggest Souls fan. Uh, I I enjoy the games. I played through a lot of uh, Dark Souls Remastered, only to find out. Wait, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, you know, you realizing like, oh, I, I played through like 40 hours. I have to be near the end. No, you're in the early days. Um, really? Well, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, what point were you up to? I, I got hung up on the temple with the giant steel balls and the snake men. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's literally the break into act two. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. took me forever to get there. And, it took you 40 to get there. Wow. Well, I don't know if it was 40. It might have been 20 or 10. I, it felt like a long ass time. Um, I, I only played a little bit of Dark Souls 2 and 3. Uh, I loved Bloodborne. Finished Bloodborne. Sekiro got up to like the headless ape fight and haven't gotten past that. And, mm-hmm. and the, the great owl. Uh, meeting yeah um and uh but yeah i'm i'm super enjoying this like it is a game like breath of the wild where you can gallop around just exploring and you will see weird shit that you will need to investigate and that's great because um it, it kind of funnels you toward Stormvale castle at first like here go and and go through this uh, encampment full of really tough ass soldiers that you might want to try and stealth your way through the first few times and then there's this uh, this pass with this giant troll that will chase you, and then you'll wind up at Stormvale, and you'll get you know go through another camp and fight this boss called Margit, who will stomp you. And the trick is, don't go to that point right off the bat. Um, explore. The Margit thing is really interesting mm-hmm. because uh, you know, like you know, for my background, <clears throat> I've played all these games from Demons through Sekiro. Yeah, I adore this franchise. I never get tired of it. If this weren't an open world game and just the same quote unquote same thing again, I would still adore it just because it is a th- it just very much appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the games, platinumed all of them except for Dark Souls Two, where I have what I like to call Tony's Platinum, which is all the ones that I felt were worth my time and not the online grindy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a ton of experience with these and that boss market. Might be the most difficult boss I've ever fought in this what? series. Uh, I'm Did dead Did you serious. play the Bloodborne DLC? Because no, dude. Yes. Like the child, so, the, the final Bloodborne DLC uh, the boss Orphan is of Cause. Yeah, he yeah. sucks. So I don't know, and I don't know where that, you know, I don't know if it was maybe just because I was tired. I, I was fighting him at like midnight or whatever, you know, like, mm. so I don't know what it was, but I truly struggle with it more than I had with other, and, and I'm saying that like, like I re I replayed this whole series from the PS5 launch until now. Yeah. Sekiro, Bloodborne, all the Souls games, and and so with that recent memory, it still feels like the hardest. You're, and you're seeing a dumbfounded look on my face because I know. Honest, honest to God, guys, I beat Margit second, maybe third yeah. try. Yeah, but, but so it, what it's telling me is there's how long did you wait before going to Margit? That's the thing. What it's telling me is like Elden Ring is going to be such a different experience for everyone because like. I had figured out by then, oh, you have to do the Ash summons. Like, that's your, that's your co-op. Cause I was playing on Xbox, which the online wasn't even working for like the first four days yeah. I had it or whatever. Like, there have been some launch the, issues to you be do, sure. You do yeah. the Ash summons and all that. And like that fight. And yes, I had, I had 
explored around a lot of that initial open world part. And so I was kind of, yeah, leveled by that point. And I knew the type of build I was trying to make. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing a deck samurai build. That's what I did for Dark Souls 3. I really enjoyed that build. I stomped him, like sec- like I said, second or third try. But it's because yeah. because I was familiar with these games. I'm like, I know I'm going to get to a point where there is, a, by the way, a boss that is supposed to be one of those you lose to in the very beginning yeah. of the game. That's oh, the- I mean, well, that's these games yeah. always work yeah. that yeah, way. Yeah, you, yeah, you're always yeah. meant to die but first. My, yeah. my point isn't, oh, Margaret's a really hard boss. My point is, explore the world. Don't try mm-hmm. to go straight for the prize. Explore. You will find yeah. caves. Right, you will find towns. You will find all kinds of cool shit that will yeah. help you become more powerful. Yeah, and I yes. don't, and to be clear, like like yeah, I probably didn't explore as much as like I understand the way this game is meant to be played, and that you are supposed to do all that first. And I I thought I had done an efficient a sufficient amount of that. You right. know, mm-hmm. the thing, the reason too that the thing that I'm you know you're talking about it being a different experience for folks. There's this very impressive video of, like, a dual blade katana dex build, like, going around on Twitter, which is this flawless fight against him. The person never gets touched in their perfect pairing, and it's a really great video, like, really well executed. Um, I don't know what's going on there, if they just found the perfect aggro distance, but he literally would not stop attacking for my entire boss fight. Like, yeah. everyone else describing him literally makes me feel like, did I trigger something weird or was I just approaching it in such a wrong way that I was never in a safe zone? Because gener- I'm not exaggerating. He never stopped attacking me. I'm he never let up. I'm having Crucible Knight in one of the first ever goals you come across. The ever goals yeah. are like oh, these the, optional. Uh, ever jail. Yeah. They're the optional boss fights that are like, I think they're they're harder than the standard bosses you find in the game. And they like, can be, for sure, yeah. And like, I was, yeah, I was watching a guide for that boss and I'm like, okay, this guy's giving him tons of difference, but like like you, every time I tried to heal, he would just close the distance and slap me. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck and is then, going and on? And then conversely, like, the boss aftermarket, Godric, first try. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so it, like, was, it was quite a bit easier, yeah. Especially if you you unlock the helper that can come in, and, yeah. yeah, and yes. and also like you know I don't want to spoil, I couldn't spoil the story of this game if I wanted to, sure, yeah. <laughs> but but um but just for sake of like you know cool moments, that boss Godric, I posted like my immediate reaction of beating him on Twitter because I literally was so taken aback by the design and like sort of the mid break changes that that fight Godric has. the grafted mm-hmm. where grafted yes. is this key to yeah. what he does uh, but then like like I said like when you get him down to half health and he gets his second phase it was literally like I don't like again I, I will not spoil it but like the words I would use to describe like he blank and blank you'd be like I can't I don't even know what you're saying that verb doesn't make sense with the thing you just said and I'm like no you don't understand this is what he does and it is just visually like it is like I was saying before it's like they just thought what is your most wicked, ridiculous idea? We're putting them all in this game, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> I love that. When I was reading the early reviews and the the discourse, the early discourse about this game was, hey, it's way more accessible than Dark Souls has ever been. I kind of have to call a little bullshit on that. Like, in the open world, yes, you can survive a lot longer than you typically would in a Dark Souls game. But I think people are reading that and thinking like, oh, this is less Soulsy. No, no. This right, is the no. Uber Souls game. This the, the game has never been more Dark right, Souls. Exactly. Than this Here's the thing: game. accessibility does not mean easier. Mm. Those are two different words, and and that's kind of why we have so much of this BS on Twitter about people, you know, ignorantly complaining about accessibility, because accessibility does not mean easier. It does not mean this boss is going to be easier to beat. It just means the person who needs an alternate control scheme, perhaps because they have like you know a different limb than you. Yeah. 
can still oh, that, play. Oh, that's a different debate. That, and that, yes, yeah. I, I have my challenges yeah, yeah, there. Capital A but, accessibility. And yeah, you were complaining about that yeah. as well, man. So there's there's the accessibility of like, hey, difficulty options or like, yeah, some people maybe can't control it. Different debate. Sure. But Japanese developers in general are e- either ableist or just completely oblivious to like accessibility options of like visual things like their colorblindness there's shit you will not see in this world if you are colorblind and yeah, it it's, fucking it's, a, it's oblivious I, I remember working at a japanese company and just like these are options mostly uh pioneered by pc games and they just never heard of them yes. field of view i can believe that, that i can believe that because i'm not colorblind myself but certainly the like the way items are um displayed in this game and the way they're found in the field yeah. is far less prominent than oh, in other I, I'm games. I'm always, I see the UI prompt before I see the item, like, nine times out of ten, right? It's like, oh, I... Yeah. Well, the, the little the little glowy is is so minuscule compared night, to in past games. it's visible, but yeah, so, yeah. but what I was going to say is, like, so, hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not discounting, I think there is a discussion to be had about making these games, having difficulty sliders and stuff like that so people can see the yeah. whole game. Because this is a guy who, sure. like, I love Souls games. Mm-hmm. I had to stop Sekiro because I couldn't get past the boss. And it sucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll never be Sekiro's able to see the only one I've had to game. stop. And honestly, I think Sekiro is, is some of, like, I think it's the best combat they've had in the series. Like, I mm-hmm. wish all of them were as active as that, you those, know? Those assholes um, invented the stagger meter, and I hate it so much. I hate the stagger which is, meter. Which is here. It's th- That's the beauty uh, of Elden Ring. They've taken every every little thing they learned on previous games, including some Bloodborne stuff, including some Sekiro stuff. Yeah. There is stealth in this game. You can creep up in the bushes on dudes. You can you, There is a little bit more uh, with, this, with the horse, obviously. There's a lot more movement. There's a jump that yeah. actually works in this game. Like it's yeah. it is when I say it's the Uber Souls game, they took all these lessons from the previous games and then they said, "Now what if we put what if we had this open world section?" Yeah. It's Which, the natural the conclusion part. of all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's yeah. awesome. But but the um, traditional it, Souls experience is there cuz like you were saying Tony, the what do they call them? legacy dungeons, like the castle. Yeah. That is Your straight up a level. Dark Souls castle dungeon. Yep. Not linear. Because there are different routes you can take right. to explore. Right, you're that opening shit, up right? your shortcuts. You've yep. got to clear yep. A to well, maybe not clear A to B, but you ha- you enter the castle. You know your goal is to beat the boss within this castle, and yeah, yep. how you get there is different. And you will open up your shortcuts, and and it's it's you know the feeling the feeling I got when I found like one of the elevators in that first castle because I was like I'm all out of my heels. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how soon, and I like turned a corner. I was like, oh, thank God, here's the elevator. Like, okay, great, awesome. But the the beauty of the open world is some it can make the game easier. Some of that shit that I do when I min-max like an Assassin's Creed game, you can go to some of those churches and get those vials that upgrade your flasks to do more healing. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. just go collect a lot of that stuff yeah. in the open world and kind of power your character yeah. before tackling bosses. Like that stuff is available to you. To my to my point about like how Margaret was difficult for me, sort of like the inverse of your situation, Matt, it was difficult for me, but everything since I've like trounced, you know, yeah. unless I've been like extremely greedy or foolish about the fight. Yeah. It's been a breeze, you know? Yeah. None, none of the pocket dungeon bosses other than there's, there's one I, I know I'm severely under, under leveled for the area of the game. It is. I'm like, these are all cake. These are, these are all super. Cake. Is it one in a perhaps crystalline? Yeah. Cavern? It's a crystalline <laughs> boss that you have to exactly shatter their armor Clear- so that you can do damage on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Clear that. I cleared out that whole. Maybe we're talking about. I'm talking about. There's a. There's a. You have well, to use a dragon spoil. key to unlock the the dungeon. Okay. And Not the one I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about one that you get to through a chest. 
Oh yeah, that, oh that one. So I, I that's what up, I love about which, this game, which is which is set as such a mean trap for a lot of folks. I know somebody who started their game over because yeah. of what happened. One of the first traps in this game that you might stumble upon will say "fuck you" and drop you in a world you are not ready for. But also at the same time, again with different experiences. Okay, so yes, I knew because I heard people talking about it. Yeah. This was the chest that if I open it up, it's going to whatever. But it's not like, boom, you hit X, you're teleported. It, like, releases a cloud, and if you stand in it for too long, you get zapped. And I literally linger – like, you have to linger in it. Oh, you do. Okay. And so, like, for mm. at least a at least a second or two. Well, what, what I would say is if that happens to you, just when you get transported – Run past the enemies run, in that area run downhill and, and, and run until you find the little fire so you can transport out of it. That's all yeah. you need to do. Well, it's, run it's, it, well when that fire is right by the actual exit because you have to be outside. You have to be, yeah, you have to be, to be above dungeons. ground yeah. to transport. Yeah. Um, That's the other game changer in this, by the way, is the instant travel at any point in the game. Like you don't need to make it cool. to a fire, yeah. a bonfire yeah. to to travel. Yeah. Like it's. I, I didn't know this, and I had to ask Michael. Once I was in the castle, the first dungeon, the first legacy dungeon. I didn't bother trying to to transport out of there. I said, "Oh, I'm probably locked in. I just have to beat it, play through it until I beat the boss." And I asked Mike, "I'm like, can you actually just leave that?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I fucking yeah. left it." You know, like, yeah, it's it's just it's just the the caves basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to say real quick too to your point about accessibility. Like maybe it's just a, a like a semantics thing, right? Like maybe maybe it's the most approachable, if you will, right? Because you can take more. There are more methods to do what you want, but I will. But regardless of any of that, what I will say is, like you know, to your point about this being the Uber Souls game, if you already know you're not a fan of the series, yeah, there's a you like it, it's like the it's like the ooh maybe I'll be the guy to win the lottery. You're you're probably not the person who's going to be yeah. swayed by this. Are there people yeah. who that's happened for? Yes, and that's awesome. Welcome to the club. Yeah. I think those are going to be very rare exceptions. Yeah. I think if you yes. don't already know you want to play this game, you, you sh- don't, maybe don't spend the money. People see those those 10 review scores and they were thinking like, well, maybe this is finally the Souls for me. And I would yeah. say a small percentage of you, but most of you know, if you've never liked a Souls game before, you're not going to like yeah, this. I, I did see an exchange on Twitter where somebody was complaining and they were showing the um, – was it the the – Grave Guardian, the Aird Tree, uh, Burial Boss, whatever it is, that thing that looks like oh, the, the Watchdog. Yeah, the what the, the, the Watchdog. Dog. Thank that you. is yeah. that that boss it, is bizarre. That is, it is creepy <laughs> because sucks, it, yeah. it moves like an old timey like animatronic thing, like Lucky Clock. It just Lucky has a quick cat. a quick smash that it'll one of its attacks will always catch you. Uh, so he was complaining that like. You know, I, I thought I'd give this a chance, and it's just the same cheap deaths as always. I'm returning this. And somebody making fun of him, saying, like, if you didn't like Souls games, why did you think you were going to like this? Like, if you hate grapes, why do you expect these grapes to taste different? Right. And it's like, well, <laughs> I think if everybody was like, the new grapes are coming out. Oh, my God, these are amazing, life-changing grapes. Yeah. Like yeah, you're gonna be yeah. like maybe I should give the game. I understand try now. getting caught up in the hype. Yeah, and it, I don't want to. I, totally. I don't want to. This is a larger discussion, so I'll just say this and leave it at that. The thing that gets lost in the whole discourse about game reviews is a ten out of ten Souls game means something different than a ten out of ten in another franchise. Yeah, sure. yeah. What it means is this is the best score for what this Souls game can be. It doesn't mean like unfortunately people still think you know perfect game for everybody, whatever. A ten out of ten is never meant mm-hmm. that. It just yep. means it's the best instance of this thing. And if you don't like that, like you know, if you're a vegetarian, a ten out of ten steak is still not something you want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Chrono <laughs> you know? Cross got a ten out of ten on GameSpot. Hmm. If you don't like JRPGs, you're not gonna like Chrono Cross. You know. Like, yeah. I hate constantly having to compare games. To to film but like 
the Souls games are typically games reviewers like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you yes. don't like Terrence yes. Malick movies and you don't like Power of the Dog, that's okay. <laughs> that that's it's okay. It's a it's a game reviewers like. It, it's Power of are the you subtweeting Air Tree, Sam Elliott right Guardian, now? Watch Dog. Uh, I'm not trying together. <laughs> that was just the one movie that I had just had the. Man, get to the fucking fireworks factory already. <laughs> Holy shit. None of Sam Elliott's <laughs> criticisms, but, um, <laughs> like, God, uh, slow. Hey, la- laser time, uh, Oscar <laughs> time, right? Coming up, yeah, coming up coming at, up. In, at some point. Up. I, uh, I like that movie a lot. Anyways. I know. I feel like I gotta watch it again. I love that this game, one of the first things when you get out of the tutorial area, there's a fucking murder boss who just randomly roams yeah. the road. The, who the, they yeah, tree, the sentinel. Tree sentinel, yeah. Tree they, sentinel, they, will, yeah. they try to teach you in this game. There will times where you just need to run away. And in the open world, you can do that. There's a lake with a giant dragon that you probably can't beat right away. And you oh, should I loved probably that. avoid that shit. I, oh, I loved that because I was at a point where I could fight it. And yeah. I saw the thing that was like, oh, that must be where the chest is that my friend told me about. I want to check that out. And I hear like a scream, and all of a sudden, I'm just in a boss fight with a dragon, and yeah. it was awesome. I loved it. As a Souls guy, you'll appreciate this, Tony. I cheesed it the way you typically cheese dragons in Souls games. I did chip damage with my bow and arrow from out of reach of that boss until he was like 20% health, <laughs> and then I ran in and did the rest. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a Souls game. Like, this is what I've always done with the dragons. Like, my method is I was on horseback. Um, And I love – because some bosses are designed for horseback. Uh, The Tree Sentinel being one of them. Although, I just about beat him without a horse and then was like, I should level up a little bit more. I my horse at the end of that fight and I had to beat him one hand. I came back once I had a horse and trounced him. How advantageous is having a horse in the game? Well, it depends on the class. But, like, if you are samurai like me – you mm-hmm. are super powerful on yeah, horseback. Yeah, I'm the I'm the the vagabond. I think it is like the, like the standard knight class. Yes, because that's normally the build I want. And yeah, like you can. It's a little. I like I really like the horseback boss encounters because yeah. there's a whole new level of mobility. I don't. It's not. It can be a little weird in like regular combat because even with locking on, you'll kind of miss a lot. Of I your didn't sweeps. know this until later. By the way. Typically, your attacks are mapped to R1 and R2, right? Oh, when yeah. You, the, when the you're left on side horseback, attacks. you can swing to the left side of the horse with L1 and L2. They yeah, don't right. tell yep. you that. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But so, like, when that dragon Wait, landed, what the fuck did a horseback normally boss do fight? Then? Uh, uh, it's normally uh, your shield yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you yeah. have so a shield, shield you, don't, you can't use the shield on horseback. Well, or, or, well, actually, in this game, there's a new thing. Each weapon has a special ability mapped to L2 that you have yeah. to equip these the Ashes of War. Do yeah, this thing yeah. Where Those are so much fun. They replace gems. That's how you spec a weapon, right? I got this really cool, like, magic sword one where I hold down the button and I slowly charge up my sword magical energy and I can release it at, like, three different phases. Nice. One, it's just, like, the sword glows blue. The other, it glows, it glows blue and extends a little bit. And the last phase, if I hold it long enough, I have the giant Sephiroth sword of blue nice. energy and I just slam it down. And there was a boss I fought where I just kept holding that and releasing it as soon as he stood back up and just <laughs> pounded him into the earth with this magic blade. And it was so satisfying. Samurai has the unsheath and which is straight up what you would imagine. It's, it's the samurai move of like pulling your sword out really quickly and it, and it does like hundreds of points of damage nice, on nice. even bosses. It's yeah. Amazing. It's yeah. yeah. Horseback is. I really like horseback stuff in this game. It feels good. Like I said, the boss, yeah. the, there are bosses that are meant to be fought that way. Yeah. Um, you can fight them otherwise, but it's been really cool to do those fights just because the level of mobility and sort of interpreting the dashing and jumping, do, having to do those dodges on your horse as opposed to on foot is just a whole new le- dimension to combat. It, it just helps you get around the world so fast too. Like, cause yeah. that's the thing is there's stuff that's gated off certainly. And, 
they have this thing where they have on the map like these little arrow kind of wispy things like this is the general direction you're supposed to go for the main campaign i will just say this they're not saying you have to go that direction and in fact i encourage you toward the beginning don't do that save that maybe until you're a little powered up because there's a lot of other cool stuff in other directions yeah those are there to tell you where the main dungeons are that's the main quest path right like that's that's just telling it's not saying follow this path it's saying when you're ready Go this way. Th- th- this is where the main, yeah, the main yeah, story. It took me, a, it took me a little bit to, to recognize that too. Yeah. And also, Matt, to your point about cheesing, um, here's the thing. People <laughs> like to talk about like, oh, these bosses or these games are so precise. They're so whatever. It's all about skill. Yes. But also, nice. since Demon Souls, they have been cheap and they have pulled some real crap. There's jank. They just, There's jank in they, these games they, for they, sure. And, and they've also just pulled some really like, like vindictive traps in, in some oh, of the design. Oh yeah, they love to and fuck so, with you. Yeah. And so, if you have the opportunity to to quote unquote cheat back, do it. Yeah, do it. It wouldn't yeah. be in the game if you weren't allowed to use it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to help you out through everything, right? Sometimes, like it's just like you know, for example, like I said, I love Sekiro. It's my it's my favorite kind of combat they've done. You can't cheese that game. Mm-hmm. There are certain moves that might work better on certain bosses, but you cannot cheese that game. You cannot be yeah. done. It needs to be played that way. But Elden Ring. No, there are totally ways to che- like, dude. Mob a boss, su- summon your wolves, summon another dude, and go in there and just have a good time ganging up. Well, on well a because boss. honestly, that's these games are supposed to be designed for co-op where you can connect online with like, hey, Michael could help me with a boss. If you don't have a friend that can do that, you have your summons for that. Like they're they're yeah. yeah there's literally an icon every time on screen when you're in an area where you can do yeah, that. My, and I take it as a suggestion. I finally to do figured that. out what that icon meant after 20 hours of play. Like Michael and I were like, "What is that for?" Like it's not yeah. a, it's not an item you need to have. You can summon. Oh, you do need to get an item first. Yeah. Uh, but it is reusable, and then you can only use it at certain times. Mm. That is very easily missed. The item to summon your your creature summons. You can easily miss that in the world because it's like a woman appears at a church after you talk to another woman oh, yeah. in a different only, campfire. She only appears, I, oh, I believe it's only at night. Mm-hmm. But but, uh, if, but if you don't go after a while, she'll never appear again. You have to buy the thing she sells in that round table little hub really? world thing. Yeah. Oh, I had to okay. buy mine from a vendor. I didn't know that. It's very cheap. It was only 100 souls yeah. or 100 runes. Yeah. I, hope it, I, hope it, uh, I hope that's the same for maybe other items then. Let me let me just take the reins of this real fast because I'm Please. the guy who hasn't played this. Yeah, yet. sorry, I know we I know it's just been Matt. And no, no, no. no but the, the, the thing I love about this is like this is how I thought we always should be talking about games that we all have different encounters and experiences. Yes, and approach things at different levels and encounter things differently. That's something that didn't happen with games until Souls. Like that's what I love about it. It's 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 how the it's how media who ha- who had never played a game approach game what did you do when you got this guy yeah i grabbed the sword and did this and like that and like i remember rolling my eyes in like 90s movies like that's not how games work you can you never have a different experience it's not the first thing to do that but it has undeniably dominated that conversation for like a decade now you know a decade plus it it has somehow melded the conversation with uh 90s entertainment that had never played a game in their life well you talk 90s actually it for me, it does what early NES games did, or even like some early yes. PC games did. Of like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of experimentation in early games. Well, I think back. I think back even to when they were doing that with Dark Souls, where when you get into mm-hmm. the In Orlando area, you're meant to. You can't cross the bridge all the way at first, so you're meant to ju- jump off onto this little like. Um, Ledge. I don't know what the architectural the, term is. Yeah, it's this called. Ledge. It's called. I know what the term is. It's it's called a flying buttress. 
I took an, oh, ar- is that I, I took okay. an architecture class. You. and I yes, wanted to say parapet, but I don't think that's accurate. Um, and I remember like the first time doing that where I looked down and it's kind of like a thing where in many other games, no, that wouldn't be a platform you can drop onto. Right. Why would it be? You would that's instantly clearly not. Yes. Right. But I looked at it and I was like, well, wait a minute. Oh, wow. There's going to be a whole lot more of this now, isn't there? Things that I – and now Elden Ring's full of that, especially with this jump button. If you think you can get up to a rooftop, you probably can somehow. Yes. You know? I, I want to ask two really large questions that will probably take 20 minutes to explain. Okay. Uh, one is, is how is this an evolution of the Souls games? Is this, is this a, the best Souls game so far? I can answer that in like two sentences rather than taking it. up more because we're going, uh, if you would like to know how this is an evolution of the Souls game, a framework. go to my YouTube channel because that is the <laughs> video I, I made. Mean, I like your YouTube channel, so I'm fine. Yeah. With that. Go to framework, go to youtube.com slash channel slash framework video and i have a video on the evolution of the souls games and i talk about exactly that i talk about exactly no elden ring spoilers i just talk about every game before it how it became this um because i do believe this is just the natural evolution to this um and that is a half an hour long video so (laughs) i just saved you a lot of time (laughs) the next question like uh like please give me like three valuable tips to starting the game all right, so the first one I gave you, um, there is you have to get that summoning bell. That's mm-hmm. going to help you with the boss fights, yeah. mm-hmm. and you, it's very easily missable. So there is a there is a point where you have to go through to this thing called the storm gate, and you rest it. I'm going to call them bonfires because I forget what they're actually called. Grace, Gra- sites of grace, sites of grace thing. Yeah, thank you. you have to rest at the site of grace, talk to a Clever. woman, <laughs> and then head back to this first church you probably found because it's on the main path where there's a vendor at night, and there will be a woman who gives you the summoning item. If you miss that. Don't worry. If you die enough times, they're going to warp you to the hub world of this game, and there will be a vendor who sells that item. It's called – it's something – it's some, the Ash Round Summoning. Round table hold. Oh, the item. The yeah, Ash the Summoning thing basically is – it, it helps you maybe. summon basically NPCs that help you during boss fights, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to have that to – And, and that's not makes, like – that's not like the summons fight. from previous Dark Souls. These are new right. like characters that you can keep in your inventory – yeah, it's almost yes. like a it's almost like sending out a Pokemon. Yeah. Like yes. there's there's a jellyfish that spits like bleeding cursed. They're damage, really whatever. there just to draw there's aggro a, during boss fights. Yeah. yeah. And you don't there's, lose you don't lose them. No. No. You, there are, you don't now, lose I mean, them. They, they cost mag they cost magic to use, yeah. they have health bars, sure. they yes. will expire, and I believe if you use them during a battle, you cannot use them again. Yes, if I they die during, during that battle, battle you can't yeah. resummon yeah. them. Yeah. But but yeah, like you can go and like I don't know if this applies to every boss fight, but I'm sure if it's not every, it's the vast majority. You can go in with, you can pop your summons like that. I love my trio of wolves. And if you, I don't know if you necessarily need to meet an NPC first, if it's the particular one, but there's often also a so, thing. Some boss fights have an that NPC traditional well. ground summon. Uh, you can't, yeah. you can't pop your ash summons during some boss fights. It locks you out. Even in pocket dungeons, oh. there are some pocket oh. dungeon bosses that will not let you summon. That is true. Also, you cannot, like, even if you have an easy way to retrieve your runes, you cannot be cavalier about your life because, uh, you, when you do retrieve your runes, which are, you know, souls in this game, Yes. They, you will only retrieve uh, most of them. So I, I found that out the hard way. When, oh, really? Yeah, I, I defeated Godric. It's like, wow, fifteen thousand runes. I'll go and upgrade my weapon. Oh, I can't. I, I can't get the smithing. I don't have enough smithing stones. So I'll just go wander around. And I forgot to spend those runes to level up. And then mm. just went out in the world and like 
Oh, I never went into this area of Stormvale. Oh, I died. Oh, I died. Oh, I died. Uh, oh, there's this mini boss that's uh, guarding this other character. I should go try to uh, kill that thing. And so I went and it's like, oh, it's this huge, um, gross, mutated dragon thing. And it killed me. And then I noticed the stock ticker, uh, the the stock of runes, minus 10,000. It's like, wait, I thought I had 15,000. What happened? And so I went back and retrieved it. And it's like, here are your... 8,000 runes. I'm like, what do you mean 8,000? Oh. It was 10,000 a minute ago. And then I went okay. back, here are your 5,000 runes. I was curious about that because, you know, in previous games, death comes with some sort of extra punishment, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's going hollow or whatever. And I didn't seem to be seeing that here. Yeah, no. It, well, thankfully, you don't, yeah, you don't go hollow. You don't turn into a ghost, but you do yeah. lose some of your shit. There, yeah. There's some weird conditions there because that I kept trying that Crucible Knight, the Ever Jor- what did you, what, how'd you Ever Jails, Ever Jails. It's like trying, the medieval spelling of jail. I, I kept trying the Ever Jail fight, and I was not losing my souls. It must be maybe with if you Ever lose Jails them in are that kind arena. of a special case too, yeah. because if you lose there, they appear outside. They of appear it, outside and you don't the have thing. Retemp- so yeah. there seems to be some weird condition on that. But yeah, it's there's a little bit of a. Because it is easier, it's it's easier to stay alive longer. Like that's they had yeah. to think of some way to punish. You I for love dying, that they though. provide those. By the way, I love that. Like when you beat a um, an enemy mob, you get your healing items back. Like I, I love that. Mm. That that's a really cool mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Um. To piggyback off of to add to my, to add to Michael's tip, uh, like along with that is like yeah, as soon as you're able to level up, spend that money and level up. Um. If yeah, you're like hold on close to, to it, if you're really close to leveling up. Go beat a couple enemies to level up because you always you want to carry around as little as possible every time because you just don't want to lo- losing it's too valuable especially mm. when you get up to higher levels and they get really expensive you know I'm yeah. counting those um, two tips what did you say the ash bell what ash summons you, yeah the ash you, summons. You, you, want, yeah, yeah. you want the bell to summon your ash uh, yeah. and they are they are basically your NPC gotta summons. catch them all <laughs> yes yes and there it is like a Pokemon thing because there's different ones you can buy some. You can have NPCs give them to you. You can win mm-hmm. some with boss. But there's little scarabs that will drop some. I was going like to say the little glowies. Are you, are you unlocking the ability to do this or the summons? The ability to do it is unlocked at the church. Then the summons okay. are found all over the world. Yes. Yeah, they're a collection. You can build the collection without having the item to bring them forth. If I'm not being clear, I'm trying to play after this conversation, mm-hmm. but yeah. also help. If you <laughs> talk to the right NPCs in the right order, you can even start leveling up your Ash Summons, but you have to do a kind of a mini quest chain to make that happen. Ooh, I'm going to have to Have you not done that? Oh, yeah. Nope. I have some up to like level three and they're awesome. Yeah, I've numbers. taken, I think I've taken a, a very weird route. <laughs> um, okay. Third tip. What should I? I mean, the other thing is honestly. Don't say get good. Go in we'll, with an idea we'll of the type <laughs> of style you want to play as. And go to like Fextra Life or a wiki, and they will tell you how to allocate your stat points to play as that type of. Build, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll echo that. I would say third tip would be like, there's no shame in using a guide. There yeah. isn't because especially with a game but like this, a, a specific place for the guide. What where Fextra Life, Fextra Life is. Fextra. Generally, it's the best wikis for the Souls games around. Fextra. Yeah, it's okay. like they're very good with that um, because. Here's the thing. People like to besmirch, like, oh, you used a guide, whatever. Like, nah, man. Nope. You might use a guide to know where something is or to anticipate what's coming. You still have to execute mm-hmm. the fight and win. So there's no shame in, in learning some tra- – and in, in, like, learning other strategies and trying them because you still have to pull it off. I, I don't – I use guides all the time. Fuck being stuck. I don't like that. That's not yeah. a pleasant yeah. feeling. I got, I got things to do. Yeah. I'm here to have fun. Yeah. So what? one thing – it's kind of a tip of the way I play Souls games. I – I loved when I was first playing this. I was having to discover everything because the guides weren't written yet. But kind of the I way know, I right? like the kind of the way <laughs> I like to play Souls games. What I've learned about myself is 
I like to go in an area and try to find everything I can without a guide at first. Then I will go to the guide to make sure I didn't miss any major cool shit in that area. And then I will go seek that out. So it's like get the exploration and the fun of discovery yourself. And then it's like, okay, I want to make sure I didn't miss like this really cool sword yeah. or something, right? Like, because there's always something. There's always like, oh, I didn't even see that cave entrance or it, whatever. And actually, Fextra Life, if you look up the location, they by the oh, another hot tip, they have an interactive map on Fextra Life. You can click on a location, it will tell you the the stuff you can discover in those areas. So if there's a cool sword, it'll say, oh yeah, those runes have a cool sword, and nice. then you can either try to find it on your own or to have them tell you where it is. Like that's, I. Not everyone will agree with that tip, by the way. Some Souls players love just discovery and don't want to be spoiled with anything. Fuck that shit. Uh, I like I like a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, like, like I said, yeah. I always reach like a... I used to have like Grim and Brett would come over to my house and like, go here, do this. Oh, you're fat rolling. Uh, like stuff I like wouldn't... I, I love playing the game to, organically. So to, to that point, specifically with mm-hmm. fat rolling... The game will tell you if you have a light, medium, or heavy equip load. Uh, yeah, you generally want to avoid a heavy load because that's how you get the really sluggish roll, which doesn't help. I usually you. do medium roll that gives me yeah, gives me a shield, and and because samurai has to have a bow and the sword, and yeah. it's kind of by default. Uh, we we got to move on to yeah, we used to. Yeah. So uh, we love Elden Ring, um, but we we do have to wrap it up. So let's move along to. This is kind of a cheat. It's halfway between news and, and a new release review. Um, so quick news. The Cuphead show mm-hmm. is already renewed for season two on Netflix, but I wanted to use this as an opportunity. I've, I've watched several episodes now. Have you guys checked out any of the season no. one episodes? I, I did read yeah. somebody was saying like, it's not season two. They, they uh, made all these episodes for season one and they're just dropping it in chunks. And calling it a different season. Oh, it's Netflix so has done that a couple times. Like they did it with the Arrested Development uh, the last season. It was the two, yeah, two halves. I mean, they're calling it season two, and it's dropping this summer. Hmm. But that that was that was what was announced. Yeah. So it's kind of Netflix does this all the time, right? Like, yeah. hey, this we're renewing this thing before but it's even. I, I think the the point that person was making is they only paid the animators for one season. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Like they're marketing it differently from how mm-hmm. the contract mm-hmm. said it. Yeah, I see. Hmm. I mean, Cartoon Network's been doing this for years. And to be fair, that's far from the most uh, scummy thing in the news. True, true. <laughs> I mean, speaking of paying the animators, though, I like this show because it has quality animation. Like, I hate to say, hey, I don't mind the CalArt style, but sometimes I want to see uh, animation that's a little bit more than the CalArt style. And this is, like, good it's quality a, animation, man. Like, I, I'm trying to get some good marijuana to watch this in all one sitting. And... Uh, because I love Cuphead, I love cartoons. I'm sorry if you're listening for the first time, but this <laughs> looks am- amazing because the first the, the game is all Fleischer style, and I you can't really necessarily do that in a modern cartoon. So this it, is some yeah, kind of it's not odd not amalgam, but it's the point is to be lavish and not look like things you would see on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, and it doesn't. But I also I but I love like so I'm watching it with my seven year old, mm-hmm. and they're laughing at. The gags, like cheap physical gags, like fucking Looney Tune shit, right? That shit still works, like on kids. And I'm like, mm. oh, this is joyous, like because this is the stuff I used to watch. Bugs Bunny, you know, mm. slapping, slapping Daffy Duck and having his bill go around his head and stuff. That the Cuphead series is full of that type of shit, right? Like those physical. Man, gags I, I and jumped. Stuff. I was 
watching TV with a fucking four-year-old recently and then jumped her into those... Have you seen the new Mickey Mouse cartoons? There's like a ride based mm-hmm. on it in Disney. Oh, yeah, that yeah, ride the, is the great, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, that they're ride awesome. is so good. And she was freaked out just because, like, I didn't realize from preschool entertainment, like, yeah, like people losing their limbs. Yeah, four, and, four like, is a little one another. for some. Four, she was like, wow. No, like, she, she had to tell her mother later, and like, I really didn't like that, and I don't want to watch that ever again. I didn't have the heart to tell your friends and like oh ooh, whoops whoops a days i thought anything with mickey was appropriate that but i think classic the- mickey i think is meant for people our age because neither of my kids like that hmm. that the old time i was shocked mickey. she did not yeah. like it but cuphead cuphead they like and because cuphead's silly slapstick physical gag humor and stuff like 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 looney tunes stuff um and it's it's good looking it's a good looking cartoon so i'm happy it got renewed uh it's such a random thing like you're like okay a game that was what four years ago at this point almost five years ago it, it, it looks like uh it's such an above board um animation process with character designs from the 1930s that alone yeah would have made it special whether it was based on the game or not yeah. So next bit of news, man. This is the ongoing saga of the uh, Intellivision Amico. Just, uh, boy, the saga won't die, but the console might be dead. So the latest news. I, I would argue it'd have to be alive to, to in the first place to yeah, be dead. Yeah. So the latest news is that, um, Amico, we knew, we knew from earlier in the year, they were having some financial troubles and they were already kind of warning, like, we as a company might not be able to run past this summer. Um, and July. they've had so many delays that everyone's like, well, are you going to ship the console? They had a, a the latest la- round of funding. They were trying to get funding through Start Engine. 21 days into the campaign, they were trying to raise $5 million. They had to cut off the campaign because they had only raised $58,000 of their $5 million Ooh. goal. This is after, again, several delays. We know there's a chip shortage. I don't think the Amico's coming out, guys. Uh, this is, by the way, Tommy Tallarico had to step down as their CEO to just, he stepped aside to be their president so he could focus on things, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it was related to, he was like picking online fights with people who were- He might have been a bad CEO. Not, right? not pick fights with journalists who complained that they photoshopped their product shots. Right. Apparently his father's dying in his house as well. But like, I, someone, it was great. I saw it in the Laser Time Facebook community. Like, this is a scam. He's like, well, it's not a scam because it did start out with good intentions. That, that was me responding it, to the guy. Some guy called it a was scam. It, you? it was me, yeah, and like, I, I just like, said, it's not a scam. It was just poor business planning, wishful thinking on behalf of these people, thinking the demand would be way higher for this thing, and, 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 and a then tragedy, some bad luck. Pandemic, and then a couple, yeah, yeah, some, some bad, luck. bad luck. Like it's, I don't the, the, think the same they thing set I deal with every day. People. Like laser time isn't scamming you. Uh, I'm just riddled with bad luck. I, I, uh, yeah, it's to me, it's like <laughs> these aren't people who set out to steal your money. It's just like yeah. I don't think they really knew the difficulty of bringing a new console to market and couldn't have predicted the pandemic. And like, no one really needed this console, and you're capitalizing off a very small slice of nostalgic people for in television. Am I saying that correctly? It, yes, we've yeah. we've yeah, yeah, talked. Yeah. I played. On the show a lot about like, we don't know who this thing's for, right? Yeah, Cause it's yeah, marketed at older it. people with families. Cause their whole gimmick is like, all the games are going to be family friendly and no DLC and, and no need for updates. The, the gimmick also seems to be mobile games on your TV. It, it has right. strong, but then also, also has energy. all these things of like, no 3D games. Well, right. whatever audience you were going for who likes mobile games is not going to like that. Right. No DLC. And like, 
no change ever to any of these games. Yeah, no patches. Well, what? Pe- people aren't going to like that at all. Like, like who is this for? And, and I, when I think of Intellivision, I think of dumb dots and like a shitty mm. PS1 and PS2 compilations I bought and never would play those games again. I, I'm not the, the best audience for it. But it doesn't seem scammy. It just seems like yeah. foolish. Well, pe- people online foolish don't seem endeavor. to really differentiate between this is a deliberate scam and these people failed yeah. to deliver on their promises. Yeah, and you're, you're you're free to laugh at it, but there is some part of it where, like, yeah, there were some, albeit fifty year old white dudes who are really looking forward mm-hmm. to this. Uh, but I don't I don't understand them, and I I didn't see a reason for this to exist. And I, but I'm not hoping it doesn't. But it, uh, from the thing I was reading, like uh, a financial person, like, no, this is what happens when people go into bankruptcy. They had to, like they can't. Yeah. Decide to go into bankruptcy and continue fundraising at the same time. So they, they need a miracle investor or they're going into bankruptcy. Some, some of the scam talk is because some of the financing they've had to do, I call it creative financing because everyone's like, well, why didn't they just go to a bank? And I'm like, I don't, I think the banks turned them down because I, I, th- I don't think they necessarily had a sound business plan. A lot of their in early investment, like one of their board members basically takes a hundred dollars right off the top for every unit they sell that was the agreement he's like hey i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two million dollars but every one of these you sell i'm gonna get a hundred back right it's like they're like 150 bu- how much are they 300 bucks like wow. they're Jesus super Christ. expensive Ooh. for Jesus yeah Christ. it's again see this is like i'm like did you guys not understand the marketplace whatsoever like this is mm. this is not a good there's no value proposition here mm-hmm. like i i, I mm-hmm. don't know who this for I don't know why they thought well, people would pay as much I, as they're charging. I think they just thought, like, well, you know, people who want to play on the couch with their kids is an underserved market. It's like, it's an underserved market because there's not a huge not demand. Wrong. Yeah. Well, they're not wrong. I just think I, I really felt like the Tommy Tallaricas of the world looked at Nintendo fandom like, these people are buying a $100 Lego recreation of Mario? Why wouldn't they buy this? Mm-hmm. Like, in television, this is this shit, and I own it now. Like... No, they're not the same. This console was like for old man who yells at cloud. It's like, I hate DLC. I hate that new games need patches. We're going to put out a system. I hate 3D. We're putting, and it's like, no online. It's like, like yeah, the mm. times have changed, old timer. Like, what? No, this, you can't charge $300. It's, it's very for weird. That. It's like, it's like there wasn't even a television channel like, all we show are silent movies. Any movie with sound ain't allowed. <laughs> no one did that. No, no one did that ever. And if they did, they would change in a year. If they did, they wouldn't charge you three hundred dollars to get access yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turner shitty movies. Yeah. Um, so I uh, never do that. So I don't know. I'm not TSM. It's, it's not officially TSN. only Turner shitty movie. Guys, you're I'm Robert Osborne. This movie's the shittiest. It's gonna be you're gonna hate it. It's not officially dead, but I might call a priest for some anointing of the sick on, yeah, on this bad boy. Like it's, <laughs> it looks like it's over. Yeah. Um Yeah, bring bring that bring that uh I would bring, bring the ash summoning bell. bell that you use yeah. in an actual mass. Uh, sorry, Chris. I, I think we were making the same we joke. Did. We did. <laughs> you know, it's not over. Never will be, and and will never die. Uh, Pokemon. They just keep oh, incorrect. coming. Incorrect. I have murdered a Pokemon before. They, no, they just keep coming, <laughs> Tony. You can't get no, rid of true. them. There's a new. There's a new mainline game, in fact, coming out mm. uh, too. Yeah, same year as Arceus. That's crazy. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are announced Am for I late twenty twenty two. That feel really fast. Like it felt like it, it would. It was. It's within the same year as Arceus, yeah. which is. 
Not yeah. not that, but like but like it felt like there were literally generations in between generations of Pokemon. And I thought Sword yeah. and Shield feels like it was two weeks Sword ago. Sword and Shield is as maybe two years ago. I think it was. Is it right? two years maybe? ago? I could be wrong. It, it I feels know, like I know. I'm and I'm saying I'm saying like to your point. Yes, it's maybe. Two I think years I think ago. Sword and Shield like was 2020, wasn't it? Was, was it? Yeah, like maybe fall 2020. Fall pandemic time um, to me, which is still I think a tell. shorter time between these. Um, I got to tell you, yeah. and this, and I, I, I'm in a. Okay, I'm in a weird camp here with my Pokemon kind of path because played all the mainline games except Black and White and Black and White 2 for whatever reason at the time just wasn't interested. So I had I had that gap and then I haven't really played any of the remakes because it's like, yeah, I have played those before in a less pretty version. It's fine. So I wasn't interested in BDSP. Um, but uh, and then. I, I realize that's a brilliant diamond shining pearl, Chris. <laughs> I, see the, I, I see the confusion. I thought that was like a sex like, kink. I was like, oh, BDSB, bondage. yeah, yeah. Oh no, oh dude, I, that's 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 every week. I mean, come on. Um, uh, <laughs> that's what no. makes him Squirtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, <clears throat> if I need, like, I can't achieve my blast toys without, right, <laughs> without that. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, listen, I know it's the one that shook things up, and everybody is loving it more than they ever have in twenty years. For whatever reason, I can't quantify it. I'm just not excited for Arceus. What? Just not, oh, I know. I know. It's the really weird. The one that went over Michael and, and I some, finally after 20 for years. For some reason, I cannot explain why. I just look at it and I go, I'm good. I'm not interested really? in that. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know why. But as a result, now that I've had my break, I'll totally play Scarlet and Violet. I love the stupid Grease Duck. Well, that's the thing is my, my <laughs> worry is, because this is coming so soon after Arceus... There's a lot I think they could learn with Arceus that I would would hope they would have incorporated into future mainline right. games. And there's no way there's that's no happened. time for that. Like this is yeah. this has been co-developed. This yeah. is its own thing. Right. This is going to be right. like Sword and Shield, right? And it's that's going to be the next one. What yeah. you want to see? You got another. Although you it another is supposed years, to be yeah. open world, open world, that's what big saying. open world. Yeah, but here's the thing. Sword and Shield also was quote unquote open world at points with the wild area. Like that mm. was the wild area was definitely like the beta for what Arceus would become to some degree. Mm. You know, mm. in in, in, uh, in my opinion. And the only only other thing I I because I'm I'm not a big Pokemon player, but I remember people losing their mind over like we're going to remove some Pokemon from Sword and Shield. You'll have fewer Pokemon to deal with. So if I if I'm remembering correctly, and and, and, I, and I may. I probably not, but if I remember correctly, what happened was the game came out and they then, I believe people then data mined and found that right. the actual list of Pokemon within the game, quote unquote, was longer than what you could achieve. Right. Because they were going, because it was going to come with DLC, which it did. Mm -hmm. Um, and I understand people's problem with that. For me, it's the first time I ever actually completed a Pokedex because I felt yeah. like it was the first time since like the original that I felt like oh, okay. I might actually be able to do. And it was the first time I did. So it that, had gotten that to me. Accomplishment. That game eventually completed a poke. I was just trying to, to justify reasons for this to exist so quickly. Because typically sure. it's like five yeah. fucking years. Oh, yeah. This is really soon for a new one. And the only reason I do have excitement for it is because I took a break from the two the two of them that have released since Sword and Shield. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So confusing. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if there was – I was wondering if there was some make good they had to do from Sword and Shield because I was really – Looking forward to Pokemon Gun. So here's the which thing: never it, came out. I'd say by <laughs> modern standards, it feels really close together. But if you go back to when Pokemon was on Game Boy and stuff, it's like 
red and blue, gold and silver, those were hitting within one, one, every one, every two in years. In America. Those, those they were, were like, yeah. In America. They were like Irish twins. <laughs> yeah. And but so, not, and so. Not when they started globally launching. But even, even between like fire red, leaf green, and like diamond and pearl, two years, two years split, right? So it's like, okay, we just got, kind of got used to a period of several years between entries. That was really the big gap, if I remember correctly, was when those came out, because those are, those are remakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Sword and Shield, by the way, so, 2019. Is it okay. really? Okay. Fuck me. It's been longer than I thought. I'm just okay. happy that the spa- fan speculation is that the new region is uh, <clears throat> based on Spain. Yeah. Which is yes. exciting to me as, as someone of Spanish heritage, and uh, that's See. kind of underlined by couple of the the new starter pokemon sprigatito which is you know i guess sprig or spring and gatito which is, is that the cute cat? Uh, leaf cat that's yeah, the, cat. That's, the cat. That's, yeah. that's the the weed cat um and i'm all about that fire crock pepper yeah, fue that, coco. oh my god fue coco is uh is, is fire or it could be i guess coco be means skull it's, it's slang for skull which could mean the mask or it could be short for cocodrilo which is, is that crocodile. what coco means i mean yeah yeah you didn't I get didn't that from the that. movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. And, uh, and and funny enough, Quaxley, Quaxley the Donald is Duck Spanish for John Travolta. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, he's, it's, it's a duck with a pompadour. Yeah, I fucking great, love Quaxley me. is the one that breaks that <laughs> assumption because it's the only one that doesn't have some sort of Spanish It influence. is a duck with a pompadour, a, fur pa- a, a feather pattern that indicates a wife beater, hmm. and what is implied chest hair. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's it's the, the only thing that's is, made me excited for a Pokemon game in thirty fucking years. It, it looks I, it's like the only thing I care about. This is my guy, Quaxley. You know what Quaxley. you gotta do for me. You don't fuck with Quaxley. Uh, yeah. He'll break your soul. He'll Quaxley, fuck you up. You come into my gym. You ask me on a day in my Quaxley's evolution. <laughs> <laughs> the way I choose my starters, I tend to just go with the cutest one, and so I'm like, ah, Fue Coco or Sprigatito. Like those are those are pretty adorable. I have without fail, unless I am replaying a game, with one exception, I have been water type every time. Okay. The one so, exception so was Grookey. The one exception was Grookey because I loved Sobble because I just felt bad because <laughs> he was just this miserable little sad salamander. But the final evolution being some weird like. James Bond salamander wasn't interesting to me. <laughs> James Bond. Um, he became yeah, James yeah, Bond. Exactly, weird exactly. But, but, you know, monkey with drums <laughs> was cool. So I went with Grookey. And like Monkey's this time, Honda, baby. there's something about like, uh, like I, like, okay, if you, if you look into it and you see what they're doing, yeah, Quaxley has this weird greaser look, which is hilarious <laughs> for a duck. But upon first glance, he just looks like the dumbest little thing. And I'm just like, I'm taking you home because I want to defend the nerd, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited now that Arceus has kind of like got me interested in Pokemon. It's like, all right, I I don't know, but like like I was saying, is like if it doesn't incorporate a lot of the Arceus stuff, if it's just like hey gym battles, I eh, probably will have to pass yeah. on this one. Anyway, there's a lot of other Pokemon related announcements in this Pokemon update. There's new new update coming to Arceus. There's updates coming to the Pokemon Cafe, which is that mobile title Pokemon Go. The Pokemon League of Legends thing, Pokemon Unite, has some updates coming. It's it's a whole, whole Pokemon thing. Unite is pretty regular. Like they're adding new characters oh, yeah. all the time. It's a live game. You know, there's a there's a live yeah. fucking League of Legends style Pokemon game out there. Yeah, that people don't it's, talk it's about. the poke. It's Pokemoba. Yeah, you know. Uh, final bit of news here. Um, so it's all laughs. We talk video game stuff. There's some serious shit happening in the world. 
This yeah. is some crossover, though. So Ukraine, the deputy prime minister of Ukraine, uh, Mikhailo Fedorov, has called on Xbox, PlayStation, and all game development companies to block Russia support uh, in, in esports stuff. He's basically like, Done. don't oh, sell yeah. your game. Stop selling your games in Russia. Stop supporting it. Stop running events yep. in Russia. Like, mm-hmm. block transactions. Don't let Russian people buy things on your platform. It, that sort of thing. There's a, there's so much of the private sector and other. You know, every the West kind of is rallying against what Putin's doing with Russia, basically <laughs> invading Ukraine. Because because all that's left to do is the public. Or public companies to sanction Russia. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this is. Because the UN is, is twiddling their thumbs and, and, and saying, hey, you really shouldn't do that instead of actually it, taking It's not action. the UN twiddling their thumbs. Russia is on the security committee and they vetoed the thing they yeah. were trying to do, the, the resolution they were trying to pass yeah. to yeah. sanction them. So, yeah. I got a yeah. buddy who works at the UN and uh, it's been a nightmare for him. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of weeks. Russian gamers. This is uh, putting a squeeze on them, I guess. And I don't mean to shit on them, but just like, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of hard left stupidity and just like a, I mean, but just the majority of philanthropy in this day and age is economic and yeah, it's basically all you can do as individuals. If you have a business who can cut Russia off and tell them like, fuck you, yeah. we don't support what you're doing. Do yeah. it. There, there've been, there've been a couple of gaming stores like EA just announced they're taking Russian teams out of their sports titles for now, like out of FIFA yeah, right. and the mm-hmm. hockey games. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's, Oh god, no! So the only other gaming news I saw was the stalker stalker two team is they're in the Ukraine. in Ukraine. Yeah, right? And they, yeah, they, they released. And here's the thing: that video. So I actually i was I was writing a story about this earlier today. And that video, I got a little misty writing that video because the the video or writing that article because the video they posted was like, so hey, we're putting development on pause because safety is important. But and the thing that honestly, like, it made me like it. It did not make me smile because it's still what is tragic, but like that was like that's that's a kind of a wonderful like way to put it. Is the video ends with them saying we will resume development after our victory uh, in, in the Ukraine, <laughs> nice. and I was like, that's that's actually like that's touching. The, the, the scary um, wording I saw is like we want to focus on our uh, team and families. Safety. Survival, yeah, safety, yeah. survival, yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're in, they're in, um, I believe, Kiev. Yeah, that's pronounced. Yeah. yeah, they're in the capital. By the, yeah, that's um, a little little uh, thing. Kiev is the way Ukrainians pronounce it. Kiev is the Russian pronunciation. So call it pronounce the Ukrainian way. Call it Kiev. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, for for like the four of us here, there's nothing really we could do outside of like signal boosting or donating so like mm-hmm. you know if, if you're not a person who can like for example i know someone who's over i know a doctor who is over there lending his services yeah. as a doctor like if you if you don't have the capability of doing something like that then right if, i got if, drunk if it's and on, called the army does ukraine need a podcast <laughs> yeah but like, like if it's on your if mind. it's on your heart like find a way to donate like yeah find there are right. any it'll take you one google search if you if you can't find a way to give money you didn't try like you can find a way to donate if it is on your heart to do so, and I would encourage and, you. And to there do are so. places that rate different charities if you're worried about being scammed, which it's a good thing to oh, worry yes. about being mm-hmm. scammed right now. Honestly, right. yeah, that's, that's a lot of scammers fair. out there, especially when you send money to the Ukraine, which a fucking two weeks ago I said just don't do that. <laughs> the one that's always yeah, been safe is the, the Red Cross. It kind of like they've been around forever, yeah. and they're kind of known. Most of their stuff does it goes toward the thing you're donating toward. So that's kind of the safe yeah. option I always find if you want to donate to some humanitarian effort. Fuck Russia. Yeah. If fuck I can Putin. add on if I can add on maybe one little bit of levity, yeah. there's a Twitter exchange that really made me laugh and maybe you, you all saw it. I it was, I believe, uh C D Project Red 
tweeted something in support of what is going on. You know, Poland is is it's right on right next to you. It is it is literally. I was going to yeah. say next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so they they tweeted something in in solidarity, and someone responds like, "Why don't you go help?" And the response is, "What do you think they're going to send the school of the wolf over there? What do you <laughs> what do you think they yeah. they can do?" <laughs> yeah, the, the shittiest place for the guy. It's just it's just so unbelievable. And, uh, Bonus time this week, Matt and I are... Yeah, we talk all We wanted to talk mostly about Universal Studios, but we talk a lot about Russia as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, <sighs> I, feel, I feel bad for the, the Russian people right now, because they're getting right. fucked eight, way, eight different ways, and it's yeah. like it's their leader who's doing this, and I mean, right. yeah, they're, it's, they're it's not exactly a democracy, like, so we can't entirely hold them accountable right. for his actions. I have a friend who's, I, you know, I know we want to, like, wrap this bit up. I have a friend whose family are Russian Jews, and he was telling me that, like, Believe it or not, it, Russia is basically 50-50 on this kind yeah. of thing because they're in a similar situation with us where there is brainwashing because of a mm-hmm. historically idiotic leader. Yep. <laughs> and and it is they are in a similar situation where there are folks who are okay with he this. cut off the media. They have no access to Twitter and other media sources. Yeah. With, what right they now. have is Russian yeah. state television, which is right. just feeds the misinformation yeah. all day long. Which I think and I just so- found out Dennis Miller is on. I'm sure you guys sure has got some interesting zingers about Putin and his backyard barbecue and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else. Anyways, yeah. um, obviously, we're in support for everything happening over there because that's all terrible. But just to make it very clear, if it wasn't already, yeah, we're, we're all in agreement. This, you, this, you, this, this sucks. The situation sucks and Russia's in the wrong. There you go. There's the, like, declarative statement. Sure. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, you might remember, was what's the furthest you've gotten in a game without finishing it? Um, Tony, you weren't here last week. Does anything spring to mind when I say that? Yeah, kind of a brief, broad answer. Um, I... We, we, you know, we were talking earlier in the show. Mr. I finish about... games over here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Cause, cause most of the, cause most of the time I do. Like I, I yeah. have a desire to finish where I, I, start, I do. Especially as well. if I spend yeah. money on it. Right. But I'm going to guess there are... Labia Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. Just going to write that down for later when the yeah, show's got, done. You got Uncle <laughs> Joked. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, there are a large number of RPGs. Where the final dungeon is just an absolute boring slog of just a billion bosses in a row, and yeah, it's so rushes. just Ugh. dull. I, I can't stand it. Uh, not, no, I can't think of one that doesn't do that because it's just such a trope. Can't stand it. So, as a result, there's, I, I, I would say maybe a hand, I would say there's a handful at least of RPGs where I play all the way up until the final boss, and the final boss is just so ridiculous, and I'm just getting spammed with status effects and whatnot that I just go, you know what? I'll look up the ending. I don't need to, to deal with this fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that would be my answer. Is there's sometimes when it's like I've finished it to the degree that I would say I've finished this game. You I know? Sure. That's yeah. Sure. So there you there you go. All right. Well, uh first to respond on videogamepocalypse.com was Trick the TM who says I got to the last level of Elite Beat Agents with jumping Jack Flash. I played and failed it so many times that I started to experience pain in the joint around my right thumb wow. from how I had to hold the DS that has never quite gone away even 15 years later. Wow. <laughs> Maybe it's if if it's on a non-handheld, I would do better at it. We, this is the first diagnosis of EBT, Elite Beat Thumb. Yeah, we yeah. found it here. Not the first time Nintendo... Um, 
has crippled someone related no. to this show. Like Chris had They've nerve damage from yeah. fucking Skyward yeah. Sword. I think it was, I, right? I d- a- developed like a huge lump on my wrist after playing uh, Boom Blocks. Um, and they definitely crippled my, my heart around. and not releasing another one of those games. Mm, <laughs> like, give us more late beat. What a cold game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small price to pay for the worst version of Earth, Wind, and Fire September. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Colin O'Hara says, Lord knows I've abandoned many a 4X strategy game before it ends when I have lost interest or just didn't feel like it was fun anymore. But the most recent example is Metroid Dread. Which I am at the final boss, and despite all efforts, cannot beat it. I think I'm just too old now to handle the Twitch responses needed to beat the boss. I think it's a step up from the other bosses that I just can't match. Kind of a bummer. I mean, I'm 43, and I did it eventually. But yeah, I I feel you, because that that took me, like, hours to finish. Because it's like this huge difficulty spike at the end that the game doesn't really prepare you for. It's definitely harder, like, it. I mean, it is the final boss, Mm -hmm. right? But it is definitely exceedingly harder than others in the game. yeah. Um, uh, Jeff BTW on Twitter says, Rainbow Six Vegas 2. I was stuck at one point in the game and I just kept dying. I just got so frustrated. I said, fuck it. I'm done and decided I'd take a break for a few hours. A year later, I gave it another go and maybe a few minutes of gameplay. Uh, I had finished the game. As for the, <laughs> the game I've actually not finished, Quake 4. I just couldn't meet the final boss, uh, fight for whatever reason. And to this day, still haven't. It's been 13 years encountering and counting since I last left off. I, I think it's like safe my, to uh, let that one go, Jeff B. Yeah. You. Like I, I let go of, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'll play the second one. There you go. Pretend I beat it. Um, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, John Hurley's answer, Breath Ooh. of the Wild. Hey, we talked about that mm-hmm. game. Uh, I'm in Hyrule Castle on the way to Ganon. Everything else is done. All that's left is to beat him, but I stopped playing for some reason and haven't picked it back up. Oh, man. I think a lot Bummer. of people might have done that with Breath of the Wild. But, I, yeah, I don't think you're alone. I like Breath of the Wild so much, it feels... That part felt shitty. Like, I was... I. You're like walking through a long hall to exit the game. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give you a, I don't want to throw like a psychiatrist epiphany on you, but maybe you don't want the game to end, John. That's where I was. I think a lot of, (laughs) I think that is exactly the case for a lot of people. They're like, yeah, this, I'm having fun exploring. I've been there. I'm, I feel like that's going to happen to me with Elden Ring. (laughs) Uh, well, uh, Raymond Carrier says, according to Steam, I have over a hundred hours in The Witcher 3. The last thing I remember doing in May of 2020 was some banquet at Skellige. Checking the wiki, that quest is close to the start of part three of Act One. <laughs> Dude, if you're trying to give, if you're trying to really dig into Witcher Three, you're going to be spending some time. I remember freelancing. I was doing a side quest guide for the entire. I think I did it for DLC too, but I remember the base game. It took. I, I took a month. To complete that yeah, guide, that and giant. I was th- my job was to play that game for a month. <laughs> and they added stuff after launch too, like there was for all that free DLC. Yeah. Like that game is just massive. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. Todd Harrison says I put hundreds of hours into Fallout Three, finished all the DLC except for Broken Steel, and when I got halfway through Broken Steel, my save corrupted. Ah. I haven't played much Fallout Three since. Don't blame you, Todd. Mm-mm. I don't blame you. Not at all. Even if you do share the same first name as the guy responsible for that franchise. Mm. Uh, so, new question of the week. Do you prefer it when games are cryptic or more straightforward? And by, by that, I'm guessing, uh, Matt, you mean like Elden Ring doesn't really necessarily tell you what to do. Um, yes. I think, I think I like it when games are more cryptic. I like doing more of the legwork myself. 
But to do that, the game kind of has to find hidden ways to hold your hand, I think, or at least to make the journey entertaining. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Horizon Forbidden West has that the exploration mode. And I'm, I'm actually a little bit disappointed by that because it's still like popping up icons on the map. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I want to see something more like, I think it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey that did the thing. It's like, oh, it's in this region near these features. And then you just kind of have to look at the map and mm. figure your way there. Sure. I, I like that yeah. a little bit more. That's what I thought it was going to do. I remember mm. talking to you about that. Like, yeah. what the fuck should I start with? Uh, and it, it really, it, even Breath of the Wild had like a, you want to go hudless, bitch? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, not really, but I guess I'll try. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't even that. Like, yeah, I don't know what that, I don't know what casual would have looked like. Or what was it? Explorer and what? Yeah, uh, it was remember. like Explorer versus, versus it, like it had a pejorative other name. Yeah, like, it's like, we'll yeah. just put Big baby mode. Play this one if you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. That like made me feel bad that I had to like ask mm. my friends about what should I do? Will the game make fun of me? But, but um. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like figuring things out on my own. I like that sense of discovery, but at the same time, you have to put in something that's fun to discover. And I think that's a little yeah. harder to do. It's harder, harder to <laughs> yeah. do. Explore and guided. That would explore and guided. Mm. When, when I think about this question, I think about one of the greatest things I ever learned in life was the bell curve and how you can apply anything onto a bell curve. On one end is too much, on the other is too little, right? So, mm. like, if you got too much straightforwardness, then it's hand holding and you never feel like the game just lets you play, mm. so to speak. And if it's the other side, then you just, like, it is so dense that you don't know where to even, like, begin. And so, but, with those kind of being the extremes, I do lean more, much more to the cryptic side. I like a game where, like, um, like honestly, if, if Elden Ring goes the way I hope it goes, it's gonna be like, it might be like the perfect game that I've been waiting for in a lot of ways to where mm. that is, all that stuff is there to discover. But when you're re- when you have gone off and done the discovery, you wanna do, here's, this is pointing you to the critical path. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it's majority cryptic. But do you, if you need to be pointed in a direction, it's there, you know. And so that, that's kind of where I lean. Um, and you know what? Put in some easy modes or some more options. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, for me, it really just depends on how much energy I want to put into a gaming session. Like, I prefer cryptic, but that's going to require me to pay more attention, mm-hmm. to use more brain power. There are times, like I talked about earlier, like... I kind of just want to put it on cruise control and, and just go to, like, I love Far Cry 6 because it's like, fucking, I'm just going to go to an icon on a map, do a fetch yeah. quest, and walk have, forward, kill a bunch yeah. of guys. Have some good. mindless shooting. Yeah. I think about the ways that Elden Ring could have been more handholdy, and, like, I've experienced other games like that recently where it's just like, okay, now it's the tutorial phase for using your Ashen Companions. And you do this and this and this, and then you can manage them this way, and you can upgrade them this way. Like, if a game just crams all that stuff down your throat right at the start, it's like, I am not interested in this. I will pick it up later if I need it. Um, And and if it's just there for me to discover organically, then, like, oh, now I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. But for me, really, it just depends on, like, yeah, do I just want to sit back and relax and not have to think? Then I kind of want to just give me icons on a map. I am not opposed mm. to playing the map in yeah. a game, but nothing wrong with that. Typically, if I if I want to be fully engaged, yeah, I prefer the cryptic stuff. Get, let me figure that stuff out because mm-hmm. the the sense of exploration and discovery is so much more fulfilling with with the cryptic sure. stuff. So I don't know, man. Yeah. This is a tough question for me because people who've heard me on the show like 
my biggest frustrations about Horizon are like, shut the fuck up and let me go. Let yeah. me play. <laughs> let me play the fucking game. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, Dark Souls, the Souls games I love because, but mostly because like, they'd never stop me from playing the game. I'm, I'm within four inches from doing something active. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. and that, and active, I guess, can be reading a text box because, like, I'm a big Monster Hunter fan. And if you listen to everything everyone says in a Monster Hunter game, you'll learn a ton of, like, crazy shit yeah. that'll help you out. And the same with Dark Souls, but way more so than Mar- and then Monster Hunter. But you can look those up later. Um, but I just want to go. I just want to play. I feel like I have a, such little time to play games nowadays. Like, I just want to play. Shut up with your t- complicated tutorial system with your goddamn stat unlock system let me play the fucking game is this the first time uh from has put they actually have tutorial menuized tutorials in this game that you have to close with the button because previously it was like you found signs on the ground their their tutorials were there's a so there is like an actual tutorial in the game like that does exist like in the in that pit at the beginning but yeah there's a screen uh in your inventory there's like a straight up info screen yeah it's displayed the same way in your inventory but it's literally panels you click on to remind you of certain things you can do it's in your inventory at all times because straight up dark souls one the tutorial were marks on the ground that you optionally Mm -hmm. interacted with it's like uh, yeah. strong hit is R2. I, like that was, that's how it was, that's how it was like through Sekiro. Yeah. 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 I do, I do like that. Uh, I think my favorite meme to come out of Elden Ring is just a picture of like George R. R. Martin grinning and writing and it just says, try finger, but whole. Yep. <laughs> that is, that is the most ubiquitous message you will yeah. find. We spent half hour talking about that game and didn't mention George R. R. Martin, which tells mm-hmm. you the level of involvement he probably had in that fucking Exactly. Game. Cause you can't, like, okay, it's a little more Celtic and mm-hmm. War of the Rosy, maybe, but there's you one can't. sword that looks like the fucking throne from Game of Thrones, and that yeah. is yeah. it. That is the total investment. Yeah. Well, by all accounts, his work on that was done in like 2013 or whatever, you yeah. know? It was some character um, names. One of my favorites was there was an onion headline, and it was like, uh, mission accomplished. George R. R. Martin flees from software headquarters, clutching all the top, all the drawings of topless elven right. women he can carry. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, the one part I'm like, oh, he wrote that. There's that one boss. It's in the, in the intro movie. It's like, so and so the dung eater. I'm like, oh, George R. R. Oh, Martin yeah. wrote mm-hmm. that guy's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what does he do? But what does he do? <laughs> Like, I think he, like, I, I could believe Martin, like, drafted up a timeline with names. And then, mm-hmm. and then from was like, okay, now how do we make these things look like wicked monsters? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we I Frankenstein think, these? I think the main guy should be 400 pounds with a Gilligan hat. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, babe, Dennis Miller's son, Dennis Souls. He named a guy Godric the Grafted probably after seeing some concept art of that boss. Like, that was his involvement, right? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, guy, that's a pretty, pretty good name for that guy. Yeah, that—that's uh, not what Martin sounds like in any way. I don't know who uh, that it's, was. It's a, you just melded Dennis Miller and George R. And Nor- and Dennis R. R. Martin. Um, <laughs> Dennis R. R. Martin. Yeah, this is like yeah. when you go into a castle and the queen doesn't have any more juice because she spent it on the war on that and their farmers. So this is this is Godric. He he wrote like five really beloved books, and you know people don't <laughs> mind that he never re- finished the sixth one and probably never will. 
Uh, <laughs> it's like when you're a firstborn, when you're a secondborn Lannister and you want to fuck your sister and she's like, ah, ah, cha-ching. <laughs> so what I'm thinking with this boss is he just orders pizzas and then falls asleep with them laying on his chest and that's that was how you Owen discover Wilson. him. Owen Wilson, time out. Time out. We got an Owen oh, Wilson in the field. Wait, oh, oh wow. God, like the grafters. So you like, so you're like oh, this, wow. like, you used to be a king, but then your body's all messed up now? <laughs> wow. Margaret, Margaret, the fell omen. So, like, you tripped over. Is that what happened? Has anyone oh, seen man. my midshipman's hat? What, what do you suppose the odds are on George R. R. Martin masturbating <laughs> to an episode of Game of Thrones at some point? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant uh, of our show. I was like, no, oh, probably, God, probably no. Low. nobody would masturbate to this. Come on, George, George, you can finish. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Release. Let me let me dig it out. Release the hound, George. And also, while you're at it, finish the book. That's actually yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's never going to happen. I'm, I'm being mean to and one that's of okay. my favorite authors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I've accepted that we're never going to see the end of the series, and that's okay. <laughs> it's exactly as the TV show portrayed mm-hmm. it, and that's all you yeah. need to know. Yes. Where it all ended in 60 minutes mm-hmm. without much foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um... What do you prefer, a cryptic approach or a more straightforward one? Let us know. Go to vidjagampocalypse.com, answer it in the comments for episode 461. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook and answer there, or you can ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show, so let's go out some plugs. Uh, Tony, once again, where can people find you? Hey, uh, well, my personal Twitter is at ChainGunPope, but I do a YouTube channel called Framework. It's video essays about games. Try to find, like, a fun, critical angle to talk about. Um, and if you're into Elden Ring and the Souls games, the most recent one I have done is on the evolution of From Software's worlds, from Demon Souls up to Elden Ring. On Twitter, that's at Framework underscore video, and you can get to the channel at YouTube.com slash channel slash Framework video. Um, and the next video that I have coming out is going to feature good old T.L. Foster, who I know has made the rounds on this show in Laser Time and, and others like that. So uh, keep an eye on that. That'll be the, the Wednesday following the release of this podcast. Nice. Mm. T.L.'s on a recent episode of Bonus Time. Talking talk about Bel Air with Sonya Ballantyne. The, the I, TL and I, in in doing this thing for the next video, we realized we've known each other for it's like thirteen years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been disagreeing with TL for years and years and years. Not about Bel Air though. <laughs> uh, that's a weird show. <laughs> that's a weird show. Yeah. Uh, not not arguing with Matt. We talk about Universal, in, which which in, inadvertently becomes a war over Florida and Hollywood. Matt is more familiar with the Hollywood version. I'm more for familiar with the florida version of uh universal and weirdly i think i'm right florida's typically better about everything but only because it has infinite space and like not a functional studio this is different yeah to me it's it's the it's, disneyland it's, different. Disney it's not World better thing. or worse yeah, it's like yeah they pack they pack more into a really weird space in hollywood we talk about like it's the only theme park on multiple it's, levels separated yeah. by six stories floors. down a hill. Yeah. If you yeah. fell yeah. off the it's platform of where Simpsons is, you would die hitting Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, it's so high up it's, in the it's air. It's a weird layout. And a working studio. And yeah, we talked all about that. a working studio. But the only way you can hear that, patreon.com slash laser time, $5 or more level per month, you get access to most. So there you go. 
All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. For some reason, that transposed in my mind into the Street Fighter announcer voice. This filet of fish is about to explode.